What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am and today I've got another compilation of story times for y'all. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it and uh, yeah without further ado sit back relax and enjoy. Alright, so like I said, this is a subscriber story that was sent in to me, and I want to open it off by saying I would not recommend doing any of this, alright? I would call all of this a very bad idea. That being said, anytime someone freaks out because of their bad idea, it can be a little bit entertaining. Especially when it's something that uh, ends up reversing a ginormous W right after it occurs, alright? So, uh, yeah, the person who sent this in to me still has homeroom. I actually didn't have it, but basically from what they explained, it's like this hour at the start of the school day where you can kind of work on homework projects like an hour to just work on stuff that's the best way I can say it from what you explained so obviously it tends to be that it's the class that people goof off in the most you know because uh, there really isn't assignments to do it's just whatever you feel like doing and if you're in a class with anyone that you're friends with usually what you feel like doing is just not paying attention and goofing off and for whatever reason the person that the person who sent this into me sits next to was someone that was always trying some weird way to get rich get the bag very quickly and uh, you know very often these get rich quick schemes didn't work because they were always centered around him being insanely lucky not about him like starting a business or hard work you know it was always just kind of hoping for an absolute miracle to turn like two dollars into a million dollars he was aiming way more for luck over effort but regardless the person who sent this to me was entertained by like the the weird get rich quick schemes they would hear regardless you know one day the subscriber came into homeroom and sat down and immediately this dude obsessed with getting the bag starts throwing this speech at him about how he came up with an idea to grow his money really fast and how you know he had just cracked the code for being able to turn small amounts of money into large amounts of money which listen if you've cracked the code for good for you you're gonna have yourself a very fun existence chances are you're gonna be sipping on caviar quite often I don't even know if you sip on it but regardless if you really figured out a way to like make a bunch of money good for you he said he had found this online gaming place where you could take money and bet money on a game and then if the like money that you put down on the game was right it paid you more money and he's explaining this like there's not a name for this right and the person who sent this to me is listening to it and they're like wait so basically you're betting money on what happens and he's like yeah and they're like so it's a casino and you know he has a laptop in front of him and he's like mm, I don't know take a look a lot of kids in the school had laptops on them to like keep track of assignments and work on stuff because they're in hybrid school so when they're working at home they need their laptop and obviously if you're like halfway done with the project on your laptop you're just gonna bring it to school but sure enough he flips on around his laptop and he's literally showing an online casino to the person who sent this to me and listen that's not a way to get rich dude I'm not gonna say I hate gambling because to each their own I personally think it's dumb I don't really like to gamble obviously I've just uh, been around it a lot I'm from Las Vegas if you want to gamble that's on you if you feel like it hey I'm not gonna tell you anything you guys can make your own choices all I'm gonna say about it is you know like I said I live in Las Vegas if gambling was good for customers and a great way to make money I don't know why all these companies keep building billion dollar buildings and having record profits you know you think they'd start losing money at some point plus not to mention I'm really sure that it's illegal to gamble if you're not an adult like even if you're 18 you're still not allowed to gamble you got to be 21 so I don't know how this dude has like managed to find some sketchy online 
online casino to sign up for, but I can certainly tell you that gambling is not the magic way to quadruple your money. I mean, sure, if you own a casino, maybe it's a magic way to quadruple your money, but I don't think gambling is a consistent way to make money. I think it's literally called gambling for a reason. Anyways, the person who sent this to me has a question about like, hey man, I'm not really sure that this is legal. Like, he kind of says that off rip, and the kid turns red, and he's like, well... Uh, I signed up with my dad's name and then told him I needed a picture of his ID for school and sent it in. Which is a horrible idea, because now, like, not only are you gambling, which is a bad idea, but you made an account with your parents' name that they don't know about. That's a, that's a very horrible idea. You should never do that. It doesn't make it magically okay now that you just, like, fraudulently made an account with your dad's name, you know? But he goes on about how, like, he has this plan to get rich, and he's gonna do it through this casino. And the person who sent this to me starts trying to tell him that like okay this is probably a really bad idea you do realize that with gambling you can lose all your money you know you're not taking out debt to gamble or anything right and he's like no 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 and he's like all right well what are you gonna do if you lose the money and he's like i haven't thought about that because i don't plan on losing the money which to me is a very stupid thing if you're gonna be like gambling at all right i don't think anyone goes into the casino planning on losing their money everybody goes in planning on winning it'd be really weird if people flew into las vegas is like, hey, I'm going to blow my mortgage this weekend. I don't think anyone does that. Everyone thinks they're going to win. But regardless, you got to think about what would happen if you did lose because it's gambling and there's a pretty good chance that you're going to lose. But, you know, his response to that is like, well, I think I'm going to win, so I'm not going to think about losing. As if that just magically makes the risk of losing disappear. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can't lose anymore. True. Anyways, he tries to warn him, you know, and he's just not listening to it. And he shows that he had taken this, like, $500 that he had saved between birthday and Christmas and I'd put it all into this online casino and he was going to get rich with it. And so he tries one more time just to be like, hey, this is a really bad idea. You shouldn't do this. Trust me, you're going to regret it. Your money's going to disappear. And like everything he's saying is just not computing, you know. It was like he had tuned his ears to just not listening to any good advice mode. He literally cuts him off during his advice and says, listen, bro, do you want to watch me gamble or do you want to be my mom? Just shut up, all right? Like nobody cares. I'm going to do it. And at that point, he's like, all right, well, I tried to warn you this is a horrible idea. I guess I'll watch because, you know, it is definitely going to be entertaining. I don't know if it's going to be for the reasons that you want it to be, but it definitely will be entertaining. That's for sure. So, all right, go for it. And I feel like at this point, it's not really on him. Like, if he's literally tried to warn him multiple times, you tell him to shut up. Okay, all right. Anyways, the kid starts to look through all these different online games. There was, like, a couple ones in the casino, and he decides that, you know, roulette is just the way that he's going to get insanely rich. Listen, I'm not a gambling expert. You know, all gambling is luck-based. That's why it's called gambling. But roulette is like the extra luck mode, you know? It's just probably one of the worst ways to, like, get a chance at growing your money that's not just insanely based on luck. But regardless, this guy being just uh, not a gambling expert, like any of us, none of us are, decided that he was just going to go to roulette and bet all $500 on green. Which, you know, in theory, if it lands on green, would make a lot of money. It's like 32 times the amount. So he would get what? If he bet $500 on green, if it lands on green, $16,000. Obviously, that's not a shabby chunk of change. Pretty good payout. But he just decides to risk it all on that. If it doesn't land on green, he loses all of his money. So whatever, he goes all in, places $500 on green, and everyone around him is like, why did you go all in? Why did you go on green? Like, that's a horrible idea. And he starts to tell everybody to like, shut up. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Like, you guys are 
all going to look stupid in a second. You know, just being super confident about the fact that, like, you guys are dumb and I'm going to just look like a genius. Give it a second. So sure enough, it starts to spin and it lands on green, right? He literally stands up screaming and I'm not going to lie. I probably would too. He had just turned $500 into 16 grand, said he had a plan, knew it was going to happen. Like, he just felt like an absolute G. And obviously, everyone around him is flabbergasted because that's insanely unlikely. Like, do not gamble. You know, once again, I don't recommend this. That being said, the odds of that happening are what? Like 1 in 35, 1 in 32, something like that. Very low odds that that is going to happen, you know? And anytime it does happen, it's it's a big deal. And obviously, at that point, if you just turn $500 into 16000 you should just walk away. Just walk away. Take the money and leave. You're already insanely lucky that it landed on green when you bet it there. That's like lottery level luck. But, you know, the teacher kind of goes back and forth with him for a bit because he had been really loud and he sits back down and they can tell that he's thinking and they're like dude no come on don't keep gambling like just take the money right just take the money everyone is saying don't do it take the money and so when he sits down from the teacher yelling at him and everyone starts to give him advice he's like shh, shh everyone be quiet I'm gonna do it again and literally everyone even the people that don't know how to gamble very well are just like what are you talking about bro that's a horrible idea you definitely shouldn't gamble again you just turned $500 into 16 grand you shouldn't you shouldn't gamble anymore just take it what are you doing obviously when you're up big at the casino the key is to walk away and this is how they get you right you know the house always wins is a saying for a reason but he says he's gonna do it he opens his calculator app on the laptop and he's like well if $500 turned into 16,000 then if I bet 16,000 it would turn into 512,000 which sure I mean theoretically is correct that is the math that if it happened but you're talking about back-to-back green in roulette you know it's rare enough to happen once it's rare enough for the same number to be hit at all period so like the twice in a row that's just not gonna happen the odds of any number hitting twice in a row green or not is like one in 1369 one out of 35 is luck already you just 32 extra money that's huge then obviously it's a horrible idea to just make the exact same gamble again because the odds of something very rare happening twice in a row is even more rare you know it doesn't take an expert to realize that that's probably a good way to lose all 16 thousand dollars especially when you're up big there's just no reason to double down I feel like anyone that's ever made money from gambling always says that the key is to walk away when you're up you know once again I'm not an expert but like I feel like it's always a saying if you're up huge you should leave because it's gambling and if you don't you're gonna just slowly lose money if you just keep playing and playing and playing games that require luck after you got lucky you're probably not going to be as lucky as you just were you know and literally everyone is lecturing him telling him please Please don't do that. That's a horrible idea. Like, you're going to regret it, you know. And I agree. That is a horrible idea. Just take the $16,000. That's an absolute crap ton of money, especially when it was 530 seconds ago. But nope, apparently he just looked around at everyone and uh, just decided that they were being stupid. And he said, listen, 16000 is a lot of money, but I'm not here for $16,000. I'm here to get rich, baby. And uh, sure enough, just ignored everybody and went ahead and did it. So yeah, he goes ahead and places the bet all $16,000 down on green again. Keep in mind the way roulette works. If it doesn't land on green again, like he loses literally all the money. You know, you think he'd at least be like, oh, $500 on green again, a 32 grand. No, you didn't. You just bet all of it. Sure enough, it starts to spin and it doesn't land on green. And literally everybody just goes like, because <gasps> they realized that he had just lost 16 grand. But the kid gambling himself just hasn't reacted yet. He's just kind of staring at his laptop laptop for a second 
and then he very calmly goes up and like refreshes the page to look at the balance and sure enough you know the balance is at zero like <laughs> it's gone trust me i i don't think the casino is gonna miscalculate and accidentally give you back all that money pal i feel like people lose enough money at the mgm i would not trust some like online casino you know i know nothing about what it is i'm just saying in general like people lose money at very reputable businesses some shady online casino letting you gamble with just you know a random name probably is not doing the most like ethical things behind anyways once he realizes that his balance is actually at zero and he's lost all of his money he starts to like breathe really heavily and turn red and somebody just decides to ask if he's okay and uh that's when he snaps because no you know he was not okay it was obviously not a very fun situation to be in and he starts screaming do you think i'm okay i just lost sixteen thousand dollars you moron and then he picks up his laptop and like lifts it above his head you know just all the way up there like a basketball player going for the block and then just slams it down onto the ground like an absolute slam dunk and uh obviously it makes a huge crash you can hear stuff breaking on it because uh believe it or not ladies and gentlemen here's your fact of the day electronics don't like to be thrown you know laptops don't enjoy being lifted up six feet into the air and then slammed onto the ground obviously it ends up breaking the laptop and at that point the ruckus is so large the teacher just can't ignore it like there's just so much noise going on so she looks up and yells what's going on and you know because she had already had to yell at him earlier when he freaked out about winning it she wasn't exactly having a bunch of patience so she gets up and like he's just ignoring her not saying anything just kind of looking at the broken laptop and so she repeats herself she's like what's going on like what is wrong and the kid is just angry at that point and probably embarrassed I mean I would be dude you just rage freak out and destroyed your laptop in front of everybody chances are people are going to be making fun of you for that one but for some reason he's so angry he decides to start screaming at the teacher which you know I don't really agree with because the teacher had nothing to do with you deciding to lose all the money that you just won she's just asking why you're smashing your laptop in the middle of class which is a pretty reasonable question you know you shouldn't scream at her it's not your fault that you gambled like an idiot but regardless he starts screaming at her that he had lost $16,000 and that's why he's upset and she should probably mind her business which uh, it's probably hard to do with you yelling dude I mean when you start smashing your laptop in class you are kind of making it everybody's business what did you just expect everybody around you to pretend like nothing was going on you're just over here like a bull in a china shop best buy edition just smashing monitors laptops whatever you can get your hands on why are people looking at me anyways the teacher snaps back at him and she's like well you shouldn't be gambling in the first place and I would mind my business but you're breaking your laptop and screaming like a child which makes it impossible to ignore like you're acting insane you do realize that you shouldn't be gambling in the first place and even if you are like you are literally freaking out destroying stuff in the middle of class if I everyone's gonna hear it everyone's gonna be paying attention you're making it everybody's problem you know I can't mind my business and at that point the shame of losing money and getting roasted by the teacher just hits him at once and it makes him very upset so he starts picking up the laptop and smashing it onto the ground harder which you know I don't really know what that was supposed to do like I hey man I'm not the one making the decision I don't know why he decided to just keep smashing his laptop the teacher roasts you and says that you're acting insane and you're like I'll show him you just go back to smashing the laptop like I don't I don't think you understood the point man she was kind of saying that's the behavior that makes him think that there's something wrong the money is still gone if anything your birthday money is gone too so you should be more careful about breaking your laptop like you just lost all the money that you had and you're gonna break the expensive object I, I don't know man I wouldn't say that's a, a great move laptops aren't cheap especially when you're now six 
$16,000 poorer than you were 30 seconds ago and way broker than you were for saving all that money. Anyways, he's just kind of smashing his laptop and at that point the teacher has had enough and she tells him to get out of the class and go to the principal's office and you know, I'll admit that this is more cringe than anything now. Like, it's just like, yeah, you gotta go, bro. Like, she really didn't have a choice. Smashing the laptop, screaming, it's pretty cringe. You just gotta go to the principal's office. But he screams back fine and like starts to gather his things. He obviously knows that he's not coming back to the class so he's like I'll just take my stuff with me you know and the teacher's like all right fine get your stuff whatever just stop screaming and go to the principal's office at some point and he picks up his laptop and he goes to fold it and it just like won't fold the way that he had thrown it on the ground had smashed the corner in on itself so it like was prevented from folding you know but literally everybody's staring at him and the teacher's like what are you doing and so he just kind of takes both hands and just pushes it closed and when he pushes it it literally just kind of like cracks and just as he closes it even more, you know, which obviously it was already broken. Like if you start throwing something on the ground over and over again, chances are it's not going to be doing very well. But either way, just seeing somebody just force a laptop closed and like hearing the electronics cracking and crunching would just make about anyone cringe, you know, but he uh, folds it up and like calmly puts it in his backpack and he's acting like he didn't hear it, which makes it even funnier, you know, like if he would have been like, ah, great, that sucks. People probably would have laughed a bit, but he really just slammed it closed, forced it closed, heard all that cracking, and then put it in the backpack and just stormed out. And this is where I got really confused, alright? He actually went to the principal's office and told them everything because he thought they were gonna be able to get his money back. Like, dude, at that point you could have gone there, said something pissed you off, you smashed the laptop, you shouldn't have done it, right? No, you just admitted to the fact that you were, like, gambling in class. Of course you're gonna get in a crap ton of trouble for that. That's not allowed. And on top of it, he admits that, like, he took his dad's ID, made the account, like, the entire thing. So obviously they call his parents. He ends up getting suspended because, duh, like, of course. And he ends up getting in so much trouble that, like, his parents take away all of his electronics, which, you know, is not a bad punishment. If anything, I feel like he got off light. I mean, let's be honest. This is basically, like, a fraud, identity theft, and gambling all in one. He, he really hit a trifecta with this baby. I feel like taking away his iPhone is the most, like, slap on the wrist punishment possible. They're like, we know you stole your father's identity to make an account at a casino, but okay, you can't text your friends for a week, alright? Like, it's okay. Anyways, pretty quickly word got around the school, though, and everybody would just kind of give this guy crap for managing to blow $16,000 for trying to gamble it right after he won it. And, you know, they would be like, oh, how's your day? And if he was like, meh, it's not that great, would they be like, oh, do you have 16,000 reasons to be upset? Which, listen, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that bad. For, like, what you did, people are obviously gonna give you a little bit of crap. You know, someone making a joke about 16,000 reasons to be upset. Yeah, it's annoying, sure. But, like I said, obviously people are gonna give you crap when you do something stupid in front of them. You really can't be surprised when they're like, they're stupid. I feel like in this situation, the best reaction is no reaction, but this dude every time somebody would bring it up would like literally freak out, man. Like give everybody the reaction that they were obviously going for. Didn't do himself any favors by any time somebody mentions the fact that he had gambled all this money in homeroom, like basically trying to fight them, you know? Literally every time somebody would mention it at all, he would take off his backpack and start screaming at them being like, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Which, you know, I'm not saying people should have been saying it. Like they should have just let it go okay the mature thing would have been like wow he's learned his lesson we'll drop it but obviously people are going to make fun of you for it like you can't be surprised when people do mention it you know and when you're gonna fight everybody that mentions it if anything that just makes it worse dude like people are just going to do it more just to mess with you at that point you can't freak out and try to fight everyone for mentioning
mentioning the gambling you did in front of everyone at school to try to flex and then expect them not to give you more crap for it. If anything, the fact that you're always like, I will use Eye of the Tiger Karate on you every time somebody says anything is going to make people say things quite more often. Like people are going to give you crap for that all the time just to see you freak out. Either way, though, you know, uh, I guess if you didn't get in trouble, your mom and dad took away the iPhone for a week. People making fun of you is, is kind of punishment. I don't know, I guess. Like people should leave them alone. I'm not going to lie. I just think trying to fight people isn't doing yourself any favors. You shouldn't mess with them, though. Either way, I can confirm that uh, overall gambling is a bad idea. The house always wins. You know, I know a lot of people swear they're experts at beating the casino and they got the secret sauce and all that. Uh, but I can confirm if you actually are able to beat the casinos and make them lose a bunch of money, they'll just ban you. You know, casinos are out to make money for themselves. They're not out here to make everybody rich. I'm not saying people haven't gotten insanely lucky. Like, obviously, some people have won the lottery, too. I'm just saying, like, if, if this guy turned $500 into 16 k clearly people can make some money. But the idea that someone can just always win at gambling, I don't think so, dude. The house always eventually wins, and there's no shame in, like, walking away and keeping your money. If you ever manage to turn $500 into 16000 that's nuts. You just walk out of the casino, okay? They're gonna be like, do you wanna? Nope. Okay, do you want a free room? Nope. Mm -mm. You say no. You just walk out. Because if you stay, you're gonna, you're gonna, oh, I'll just spend a little money. No, no, no. Just leave. If you're up that big, you just walk out. I love that he broke his laptop, too. You know his parents weren't down to buy him a new one. You know, he probably thought by the time he got home, like, one would already be on the way, but his parents were probably too upset to be on a replacement uh, laptop duty. Like, what, what did you want him to do? Oh, so on top of stealing your dad's identity and using it to make a gambling account and losing a bunch of money, you then destroyed your laptop in front of everyone at school and expect a new one? Go to your room, young man. You have the rest of your suspension to think about how stupid of a question that was. Uh, a friend I used to skate with a lot one time I wasn't there, but he ended up getting his skateboard stolen by this angry Karen lady that hated that he had one. But yeah, he told me I could tell it on the channel, so uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, so when I was like 16, 17 years old, me and my friends would skate pretty regularly, and uh, every now and then one of us would be busy and the group would still skate. It's not like if one person wasn't there, we all sat there and went, No! No one touch a skateboard! It's illegal now! But whatever, one day my friends were uh, at the skate park doing their thing, which is where you're supposed to be on your skateboard, right? Usually they would just go skate stair sets and stuff, but they were just there to warm up before they like got on the bus and went to this place downtown to skate. And so finally everybody gets there and they start walking over to the bus stop. And, uh, you know, for the most part it was pretty chill. You would just pick up your skateboard, get on the bus, and then get off the bus with your skateboard. You didn't do tricks on the bus, obviously. There wasn't a verse about that in the wheels of the bus. The wheels on the bus say, DO A KICKFLIP NOW OR I CRASH THE VEHICLE! Like, I, I don't think that's how it goes, but whatever. They're sitting there waiting for the bus to pull up, and there's this, like, middle-aged woman kind of sitting with uh, her back to them with her arms crossed. And they didn't even notice her at first. They were just kind of talking amongst themselves, and they were talking about where they were going to go once they got off the bus. And uh, the friend, who was actually the main guy who got a skateboard stolen in the story, was filming a, like, little skate part at the time. He was the best in our friend group. He wanted to uh, film a little part so that way he could, like, send it out and maybe get sponsored. Sponsored. So he was talking about how he wanted to go to this specific stair set and how he wanted to film it And it's really no one on the bus's business what other people are talking about Like if you're just sitting there eavesdropping on random conversations kind of cringe But for some reason this middle-aged lady decides that she has to say something and she turns to him and says Do you really feel that it's appropriate to skate on public property? 
And he kind of looks at her and he giggles a little bit because he thought she was kind of being sarcastic. Like, you know, when you say something to somebody that just is ridiculous because you want them to laugh at how ridiculous it is. That's how he kind of thought about it. And he went, oh, yeah, well, I mean, if they kick us out, they kick us out, which is honestly his opinion on it. And he thought that she would be like, oh, okay, like everything was going to be fine. But she instead just gets like her eyebrows all furrowed together all angrily. You think it's funny when security guards have to kick skaters? off of property? Do you think that's what they want to do with their day? And my friend's kind of confused, and listen, if a security guard were to come up to us when we were skating and tell us to leave, we would just leave. We didn't want any problems, we didn't want to cause any issues, but my friend, trying to be a smart aleck in this situation, says, well, I mean, they're kind of there to do their job, so yeah, I think that's what they want to do with their day. And we would never try to cause issues, but I mean, in a way, he's right. Like, lady, if the security guard comes and says don't skate here, we'll leave, but yeah, it's kind of his job to keep the building secure, so if he comes and does it, I don't think it's like some super big annoyance. Maybe if we were a different group of kids that were just gonna fight Paul Blart if he told us to get out of there, it would be a different story, but none of us were going to do that. None of us were like that. And sh then she starts going off about how obviously my friend has no respect for anyone in the security industry, and it's one of the most dangerous jobs around. Which, I don't know how she jumped to that conclusion. I mean, first of all, yes, are security guards further in danger than, like, a normal job? Sure. Let's not pretend that the average security guard walking around the mall, though, is, like, tackling suspects on a daily basis. And on top of it, I don't know what my friend's saying, yeah, I mean, it's just their job to beat a smart aleck, makes you think that he just doesn't respect anyone who does it or doesn't think the job has any danger to it. He didn't say that. It's not like he walked up to this lady and said, oh, is your husband a security guard? Yeah, bet you he's a big poo-poo stinky head. Security guards suck. I don't respect them at all. If I see a security guard, I'm going to try to punch them. No one said that. But she's just talking about how kids on skateboards have no respect for anyone. Yeah, you know how it is. When I got my first skateboard, it came with a, a little instruction booklet in the box. I opened it up. I was like, oh, my first complete skateboard. This is awesome. And it said, okay, now that you have a skateboard, there's a few ground rules that you have to know. First of all, if anyone says that skateboarding sucks, hit them with the skateboard. Do it as fast as possible. And if anyone says that they deserve respect, then you need to spit in their eye. That was That's what I was told when I got my skateboard. I'm pretty sure that's what everyone does, right? I mean, let me know in the comments section. I'm pretty sure every skateboard comes with instructions that you are not allowed to respect anyone. Obviously, that's a joke, but, like, I don't understand what people having a skateboard has to do with disrespecting people. You're just gonna make a, a big sweeping generalization. Everybody named Tony is a tiger who loves Frosted Flakes. Like, okay, what about Tony who's not a tiger and doesn't love Frosted Flakes? Somewhere out there is probably some, like, posh British skateboarder. He does a kickflip down a stair set and then goes, Oh, yes, a pip-pip cheerio! I sure do love my mummy for getting me into skateboarding. I don't think every skateboarder is disrespectful. Like, sure, have I seen videos on YouTube where skaters are kind of in the wrong and they're just being a jerk? Yeah, but I think any group of people can have that, bro. You can probably find a video of any person from any group being stupid at some point. If it's a big enough group. Like, if over a million people are into a hobby, then there's going to be someone that's made it look stupid before. It's just a numbers game at that point. But whatever, my friend starts trying to defuse the situation and just says, Look, we'll skate back up to the skate park, we'll let you be. And we'll just catch the next bus, which is the mature thing to do. Did he have to do that? No, they could have just gotten over it and gotten on the bus. That's probably what I would have done, but just not wanting it to be an issue, not wanting the bus driver to have to deal with it. 
not wanting maybe bus security to have to deal with it. See, he does respect them. He's just like, we're going to skate out of here. So they all start picking up their stuff to go back to the skate park, and the buses would come every, like, 30 minutes. So it sucked, but it really wasn't that big of a deal. But as they go skating away, the Karen stands up and is like, where do you think you're going? And my friend turns around confused and kind of says, well, you said that you didn't want us there. You don't like us. You're yelling at us. You're saying we don't respect anyone. So we will just wait until the next bus because we do not want to cause any problems. And she's just going off now about how they're being so dramatic and they're the ones that started the problem and they're not going anywhere and she's going to make them get on this bus. I don't know why she decided to go that route, man. If you're arguing with someone and you hate them and you're like, oh, you suck, you've ruined anything, and they say, we're going to leave, and then you start being like, you're not going to leave. I think that's kind of on you at that point. Like, oh, these kids are so annoying. We're going to leave. No, you're not. Like, well, then what do you want them to do, man? And now my friend's getting increasingly annoyed. I would have snapped already. He's got a little bit more patience than me, but he's kind of like, listen, we're not getting on this bus. We don't want to ride on the bus with you. We'll just leave you alone. Like, stop. And they go to turn, and he has his skateboard in his hand, and when he turns and steps away, he feels something on the trucks, and he looks back, and this Karen has her hands, like, maul grabbing the trucks on the skateboard and is pulling back. And so he just has his hand around the skateboard, and he says, let go of my stuff. And she's like, no, I'm gonna take this with me. If you're not gonna get on the bus, then you're losing the skateboard. And he's like, you're not gonna take my skateboard. You're just not going to do that. Like, give it to me. And they're just kind of having this standoff where they're both pulling on it, but not really hard. Like, they're just kind of going back and forth gently. And she says, let go of the board. And he just says, I'm not going to let go of my skateboard because it was his. I don't think you have the right to just take stuff. And she tries to be all like, tough lady. Ah, I'm stronger than you, kids. And pulls really hard on the skateboard. Well, the only issue with that is my friend kind of saw it coming. Because she did the thing where you kind of dig your heels in a little bit. And you like squat down to get ready to get a good a rip on it. Like you're uh, in a rowing machine or something. I don't know. Your parents might have made that up for you to get into college. But maybe you're actually on the rowing team. But since it's so telegraphed, my friend realizes that she's about to pull on the skateboard very hard. So he does something that, listen, was it the nicest thing in the world? No. Was it hilarious and deserved because she's trying to steal his things? Yes. And he just lets go of his end. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen what happens when someone pulls something really hard and the other person lets go. But she yanks hard and there's just no resistance. So she just goes flying backwards. And the skateboard kind of goes up a above her head and kind of around to her back and it like hits her in the back because she's just yanked it so hard and it kind of flipped through the air and she falls backwards and she's like oh you threw the skateboard at me and my friend says I didn't throw the skateboard at you I let it go when you were gonna pull on it because like he didn't throw it at her I mean he just saw she was about to yank it and so he just kind of was like all right you do that But because of the way it had, like, flung up, it had smacked her back and then bounced a little bit and, like, gone down the road and it was rolling down the road. And she's still trying to say that he threw the skateboard at her. And he's like, I did not throw the skateboard at you. And then she gets up and starts trying to run after the skateboard. But listen, it's rolling downhill, it's going pretty quick, and it's not like this lady is in marathon sprinting shape. Anyways, my friend starts to run after the board too, and now they're kind of racing, but he's a lot faster than her, so he passes her and is closer to the board. And as he gets close to the board where, like, he can grab the tail end of it, he sees something fly past his face, and he's confused, so he looks back and he sees her kind of hobbling down the road, so he looks back to what she had thrown, 
and she had taken off her shoe and thrown it at him to try to, like, stop him from getting the skateboard? I don't know. It didn't really do anything. I feel like, if anything, that would make me more sure that I gotta get my skateboard and get out of here is when you start throwing shoes at me. Like, clearly this is not gonna end well. I gotta go. But he dodges the shoe. I guess he didn't dodge it. She just missed. Grabs his board and turns around to sprint past her. And maybe at this point, she's got one shoe off. She's in the middle of the intersection chasing a kid with a skateboard. She would probably give up. But no, when he turns around and starts trying to sprint back to all of our friends who are still at the bus stop, she drops into, like, the kick returner stance. If you've ever watched football, you know when they do the kickoff? And the guy's running back and they're just all trying to tackle him. Like, that's what she gets ready to do. Probably try to tackle him. And so he's running towards her because he has to go past her. He has no option. And she's just looking like she's going to tackle him. And as he's sprinting there, she's yelling, like, I'm going to get that skateboard. Like, it's, if it's the last thing I do, Scooby-Doo villain type stuff. And so he's getting close and he's ready for her to, like, throw something at him, attack him or whatever. But he just sprints right past her. I almost think she didn't realize how fast he was going because he gets past her and just keeps running. And all of this is going on in the middle of the road. And now one of the lights have changed, so while all this is happening, there's, like, cars coming in, and they're honking the horn, because there's these idiots in the middle of the road chasing after a skateboard, throwing shoes at each other. And so my friend keeps running back to the group with the skateboard, but the Karen turns her anger on traffic and starts yelling at them for not helping her get the skateboard. Yeah, because all these people that are just, like, trying to drive to the grocery store really want to help you, random lady, steal something from some kid who's very clearly trying to run away from you. Anyways, my friend gets back to the group. They decide that they're gonna run back to the skate park and hang out till the next bus, so they do it. They go back to the bus stop. The lady's not there. They get on the bus. They go about their day. And, uh, yeah, basically some lady just tried to attack him and steal his skateboard and threw a shoe at him, which I, I know is very disrespectful in some culture. Alright, so this story actually takes place at a friend of mine's house. I'm gonna call him Trevor for the purpose of the video. And Trevor and I were, like, in that weird stage of friendship where you hang out at school, but you don't really hang out outside of school. Like, I had never been over to his house, but I considered him one of my friends, you know. And one day, he's like, yo, bro, you should come over and hang out with a couple of other dudes who were going over to hang out and, like, skate after school. So I was like, all right, bet, I'll be there. And I didn't think anything of it, obviously, because it's not like I had any ill intentions. I'm not trying to become friends with this dude to fight his dad. Believe it or not, that was not on my to-do list when I decided to go hang out. But whatever, I go over, and sure enough, everybody's just kind of in the front yard. He had a rail set up, and people were just kind of skating and, and hanging out. And so I'm hanging out there, and I said, hey, man, is it cool if I grab, like, a water from the fridge? And Trevor looks at me, and he goes, yeah, of course. In fact, if you want a soda or anything, just go for it. Just grab it. So obviously... Obviously, at that point, I'm like, okay, sweet, I'm gonna grab a water, and since Trevor said it's okay, I'm gonna grab a soda, right? I know it's, like, rude to grab something without asking, so I would have never just, like, grabbed a soda out of the fridge unless Trevor had said it's okay, but I go into his garage, and I'm the only kid in the garage, and his dad is kind of sitting there, like, watching something on TV in the garage, and they had a pretty deep garage, so I actually hadn't seen him until I came into the garage. Just the way the sun was kind of coming over the house, it was just kind of shadowy, so I 
walk in and I say, oh, hi. And he goes, hi, I don't know you. And I said, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Ryan, right? And so I walk over to the fridge and I open it and I grab a water and there's a bunch of soda there and there's like one can of Coke left, right? And then there was like 50 cans of Pepsi. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a Pepsi because it would be rude to take the last Coke. That was honestly what I was thinking that like if I had one Coke left and someone took it, I wouldn't want that to happen. So I'll take a Pepsi and I grab a Pepsi. And as soon as I put my hands on it, I hear like a growl noise and I'm a little confused. And I look over and I see that his dad's staring at me and his like friendly demeanor has now shifted into a face that's like a scowl. He's not seeming too thrilled anymore. And so I kind of stand back up. And when I stand up, I take the Pepsi out and I go, uh, I literally say, uh, and he goes, did someone tell you that you could take that Pepsi? And obviously I'm a little bit confused and I literally go, me? Because I'm the only person in the garage, but I'm like, yeah, I just introduced myself, bro. You just saw me take it, you know? And he's like, who do you think I'm talking to? There's nobody else in this garage. Who told you that you were allowed to take a soda out of my fridge? And I'm like, oh, Trevor did. And he's like, well, that's funny because last time I checked, Trevor isn't the person paying for the groceries around here. So how about you put that soda back? Because I didn't say that you were allowed to take one. Do you know how rude it is to come into someone's garage and start taking stuff that they've paid for? And I'm literally just like gobsmacked confused in this moment because I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. This dude's giving me this lecture about how it's rude to take stuff out of the fridge. But like his kid had literally told me it was okay to take a soda. And so I start kind of trying to defend myself and I'm getting a little irritated because, you know, I just think it's a misunderstanding. And I go, no, 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 you don't understand. Your kid told me I could. I didn't realize that you weren't cool with it. And he's like, oh, so now you're going to try to throw my son under the bus for you not having any manners. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not saying this is anyone's fault, but you're acting like I'm coming in here trying to take your stuff out of nowhere when it's not my fault that I was told it was okay to grab a soda. And at this point, the dad walks over and is like, with me next to the fridge and we're kind of arguing back and forth and he opens it up and he goes why would you grab a pepsi why would you grab a pepsi keep in mind in this fridge there's one coke and a bunch of pepsi like you know pepsi's my soda i buy that for me to drink so the fact that you would take a pepsi makes me think that you're trying to come in here and disrespect me and i'm like dude believe it or not i don't know what your favorite soda is i don't know you there was one coke left and i thought it would be more rude to take the last one than to take something that there's a bunch left of, right? Like, I don't know, bro. That was really my thought process. I didn't realize that the Pepsi was not supposed to be taken. I didn't realize Pepsi's a dad soda. If you're under the age of 25, Pepsi is illegal. Like, I didn't know that, dude. No one's ever ID'd me to get a Pepsi, which I'm not gonna lie is probably a pretty smart alecky thing to say, you know. But regardless, at that point, I'm irritated. This dude is acting like I'm really out here trying to steal a soda. I can get a soda. Thank you, though. But I'm being a smart aleck, and he's like, you know what? I don't like your attitude. Put the water and the Pepsi back and get out of my garage. And at that point, I'm like, okay. So I just drop it on the floor, which not the best thing to do, okay? It's not like my maturity level is where it is now. I wouldn't have done this now. But when I drop it, the Pepsi pops. And he's like, you're making a mess. And I go, I'm leaving. And I just start to walk out of the garage. And I want to say, you know, obviously popping the Pepsi. If if you're watching this angry dad, I apologize. I didn't think it was going to do that, bro. I really did not. In the moment, I thought it was going to like hit the floor and roll, you know, which 
which still doesn't make much sense. I just shouldn't have dropped it. But like, it's not like I set out with the goal to throw the Pepsi on the ground and cause a mess. And I apologize if you're watching this, bro. But either way, I start leaving and he is yelling now that like, get out, get out. And I'm like, I'm leaving, bro. And that's when I kind of feel him like right behind me. And he's not pushing me out of the garage, but he's walking like faster and I have to keep walking faster to stay away from him. So I get out of the garage. And at that point, everyone in the streets just kind of turned and watching this. No one's skating anymore. And Trevor's sitting there slack jawed because his dad is like beat red with anger, like escorting me off the property. And I walk past my skateboard in my backpack and I go, bro, if I'm going to leave, I got to get my stuff. And he's like, no, you're not going to get your stuff. It's on my property. And I'm like, I'm not leaving without my stuff. And at that point, I turn around and it's not like I can do anything, bro. I'm a kid like this dad is like going to toss me through a plate window if I try to do anything. But I'm like, look, dude, I have to get my stuff. I can't leave without it. And at that point, he's literally like an inch from my face and he's yelling. And you know when someone's yelling and you can feel the spit hitting your face like the heat from their voice. That's how close he is to me. And he's like, if you're not off the property in the next 10 seconds, then I'm fighting you. And at that point, everyone around me kind of gets up and starts trying to break us up. And Trevor's like, what happened? What happened? And his dad's like, your moron of a friend took one of my Pepsis. And Trevor's like, I told him he could take a soda. And his dad's like, well, I didn't say that you could tell your friends that. So you know what? This is your problem. You get him out of here in the next 10 seconds or I'm beating him up. And at that point, Trevor looks at me and he's like, I'm sorry. And it's like, it's cool. I just need my stuff. So he goes over, he grabs my skateboard in my backpack and he runs back over and the entire time his dad's like dramatically counting down bro 10 9 8 7 and I'm like I'm going I'm going and I get on my skateboard and I get down the driveway when he gets to one and like now I'm on the street and you know I'm not saying I'm like the fastest skateboarder on the planet I'm not setting speed records but like I can definitely skate faster than someone not in their physical prime can run and I look back and I'm really confused because the dad is like running down the driveway and I'm almost like is he trying to scare me because there's no way he's gonna be able to catch me and he's running and he's like I said get off my property and I'm skating away and I'm not trying to egg him on but I'm just laughing because it's just so absurd bro like obviously this entire situation is just one big misunderstanding you know none of this was intentional the entire thing's just a disaster I think it's hilarious but I guess he thinks I'm laughing at him because he starts to like run even faster well as I said this dude's not in like the prime of his physical shape probably hadn't run in a while because as he's running down the driveway he like trips and eats crap bro and he doesn't fall soft you know I think there's something to be said if you like play a sport or something where you fall a lot you kind of learn how to fall not that it like looks graceful to ever eat crap but you know if you're a sprinter you kind of know how to fall if you're sprinting if you're a skater you kind of learn how to fall you're in football you learn how to get tackled well this guy apparently hadn't fallen in a bit because he falls hard and when he falls I just like stop laughing and turn and just start skating and it wasn't because you know I didn't want to make sure he's okay I just assumed that if he got up and saw me still standing there laughing that he was going to be even angrier and at that point I kind of felt like you know not that it's about winning the situation but if you're running after me and you fall like ah all right that's probably the place to leave that you know so whatever I go home bro and I'm sitting there and my I start getting texts and I look and it's from Trevor and he's like bro I am so sorry I should have told you not to touch the Pepsi another one of the kids that had been like at his house skating I guess had been like taking a lot of 
have sodas home. And so later that day, his dad had talked to Trevor and been like, is that the kid that keeps stealing all my Pepsi? And Trevor was like, what are you talking about? Come to find out another kid that was a part of that group, not me, had been like, yeah, going into the garage and taking five or six cans at a time. And his dad had just noticed that like, damn, I used to have to buy Pepsi once a week and now I've got to go and like buy it all the time because it's always gone who's doing it. So he had just assumed, he should have asked, that like I was the person who had been taking all of his Pepsi. Not that it would have made it okay, you know, but I guess in my mind it made a little bit more sense why he was just so heated about me touching the Pepsi. But from my perspective, bro, I'm like, what is going on? I was told to come get a soda and now I'm getting yelled at and like screamed at for getting a soda. All in all though, I probably would have not won the fight. It's pretty good that I got to just skate away, you know? It's not like I'm a uh, physical specimen out here. If YouTube boxing was my sport, I probably would have a losing record, you know? So all in all, I guess getting out of there was uh, all right. I did not really go back to Trevor's house after that. You know, we stayed friends, but no offense, I wasn't really trying to go over and get screamed at for taking a Coke this time. So uh, we just kind of stopped hanging out at his house. All right, so obviously somebody sent this in to me, and the person who did lives in an area where, you know, you can see your neighbor's house, but you can't exactly make out a bunch of details of what's going on. They have a little bit of space between the houses. Regardless, the house that was next door to them ended up going for sale, and, you know, it ended up selling pretty quickly, and a single dude in his 40s ended up moving in, and he seemed nice enough. He came over and introduced himself and was like, hey, I'm new to the neighborhood, you know, I, I just moved in next door and honestly the person who sent this to me just thought it was going to be like any other neighbor you have which is uh, essentially you basically forget they exist unless you're looking at them or like talking to them and you don't need to remember that they're there in my opinion that's the ultimate good type of neighbor you guys get along but it's not like you feel some weird obligation to be checking in all the time you know if somebody were to break into your house they'd call the cops but you're also not going to pretend that you want to go hang out with them on Friday night let's be realistic here. If you're really aware that your neighbors exist, either they're your friends or they're horrible neighbors. I feel like uh, the best type of neighbor is like a good waiter. They always keep your water glass full, but they're not standing over your shoulder the entire meal making sure that you eat it all. You know, you basically for the most part should have a great time interacting with them when you interact, but other than that, eh, whatever, you should just live your life and do your thing, you know? Regardless, the subscriber instantly knew something was going to be weird, not from the second he introduced himself, but from like a couple nights after he moved in. He had just so happened to be in his backyard shooting this airsoft gun that he had just got in, and it was late at night, probably like midnight or so, and all of a sudden he hears from his neighbor's property where the guy had just moved in a bunch of howling. But, you know, he can't really, like, distinguish what type of howling it is, which, if you've lived somewhere your entire life, is pretty easy to do. Like, you know, if you've lived in one area your entire life, you just kind of become familiar with what sounds are normal and which ones aren't. He knew what a coyote howling sounded like. He knew what a wolf-sounding howled like, or a wolf howling sounded like. I flipped that around, sorry. Regardless, though, he's really confused by this howling, because it sounds like it's, you know, just some different type of animal trying to howl like almost as if a bear had been listening to some coyotes talking and was like hey I'm gonna go try to pick up on that language you know the Chicago Bears are becoming bilingual regardless you know he's hearing this weird howl he thinks it's a bear howling and uh, decides that it's his best interest to go figure out what it is now at this point you know I'm uh, not agreeing with this action you know call me crazy but if I was there and I started hearing a howl that sounded like a bear trying to imitate a coyote I would simply go 
the other direction back inside to the uh, very, very safe indoors. But the person who sent this to me is obviously different because they went to investigate, you know? And investigating weird noises in the woods always seems like a recipe for disaster. But I especially want to point out that it's stupid because he thought it was a bear and he only had an airsoft gun. Like what, dude? If you go out there and it is a bear, what are you going to do? Shoot it with the airsoft gun? All that's going to do is piss it off. Then it's going to enjoy eating you more than it already would have and it's angry, you know? I'm just saying, if you're going to go exploring for the bear, you might want to have something a little bit better than an airsoft gun to protect yourself. Regardless, he starts moving towards the howling and he gets near the property line between him and his neighbor and there was a couple trees so he's looking through the trees and he sees this small fire in his neighbor's backyard which you know isn't really that weird people have fires in their backyard all the time in this area it's not like it's a super bizarre site but what is really weird to the person who sent this to me is what the neighbor is doing around the fire you know instead of just sitting there in a chair sitting back relaxing he's like running around the fire doing a dance howling obviously he couldn't make out every detail because he was a little bit away it's literally by the firelight you know and he's looking through some trees but that being said he's like 95% sure that his neighbor is in a loincloth with like a wolf's head on like a like a like a hat type of thing literally running around howling around the fire and like doing a dance and he's just kind of looking at it processing it for quite a long time because obviously you're just kind of like what his first thought is wtf because you know it's not every day that your new neighbor ends up like trying to do some secret wolf ritual to become the ultimate alpha male of the pack you know you never expect to see a dude outside in a loincloth with a wolf's head on chanting going like I am the werewolf regardless he just kind of takes it in for a bit as you would you know definitely not what he was expecting and he's like wow this neighbor seemed like normal you know I had gotten kind of a weird vibe but I never expected this and so he's watching his neighbor dance and howl around the fire for a bit but then something happens that took it from just like something weird to something that almost made him crap himself out of nowhere his neighbor like stops his his dance and his chanting routine drops onto all four almost like he's gonna bear crawl right which you know is very similar to a dog pose and overall he's like what's happening dude why is this guy dropping into a bear crawl stance why is he chanting around the fire so many questions but the real terrifying part is this guy drops into this like bear call prose and then starts to go the opposite direction of the person like towards the other end of his property away from the subscriber right but when he starts to bear crawl away you know there's a certain speed you expect a person to be able to bear crawl he says this this dude is flying while he's bear crawling. Like, he's bear crawling faster than the subscriber would be able to sprint, you know? And he's just sitting there like, what is happening? Is this like some weird half-human, half-wolf hybrid? And at that point, he decides he's had enough. He just witnessed this dude going 30 miles per hour mid-bear crawl and is like trying to realize that he's living next to Superman. So he decides to go back to his house and get some sleep. The entire time he's walking back into his house, he's like, dude, I have to be hallucinating. Like, there's no way that was real. I just witnessed my neighbor doing some weird ritual around a fire with a wolf head on and then he dropped onto all floors and took off with the speed and fuel efficiency of a Volkswagen Jetta like that's just not something that should happen you know so obviously he goes inside he goes to bed he's trying to tell himself it's a hallucination but like the entire time he's telling himself that he's getting this weird feeling in his body that's like that was not a hallucination you know we may be stupid sometimes but you can't convince me that that dude bear crawling 30 miles an hour was normal is what his brain's replying 
flying, right? But what really freaked him out is the next day, there's a knock on the door, and he answers it, and his neighbor's standing there in normal clothes, and is like, hey, can you talk for a second? And he's like, uh, sure. And the neighbor starts to ask him if he heard any weird howling last night. And obviously, not wanting to give away that he had seen this dude's wolf ritual, he decides to play done, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I I heard some howling, but I just figured it was a pack of coyotes or something. You know, I didn't really know what it was. I'm not too familiar with animal noises. Obviously, you know, he's not going to come out and be like, Yeah, why were you by the fire doing wolf rituals and then crawling with the speed of a small car? And when he says that he didn't know what it was and he thought it was the coyote, he gets even more concerned because the neighbor's face, like, relaxes right away, you know? Almost as if he's happy to have heard that, and he's like, oh yeah, that's what I thought too, you know. I just figured I'd come ask because it scared me. I'm not from the city, so, or I'm not from here, so like, I'm not used to noises like that, so I figured I would come ask you and just see what it was. But you think it was a coyote, so yeah, I I figured that's what it is too. And at that point, the subscriber's getting really creeped out, because he's like, what is this dude doing? You know, I'm playing dumb, but so is he. Obviously, it wasn't coyotes. I saw this dude doing it, but like... He was doing the weird howling last night, and now he's knocking on the neighbor's door and double-checking that they didn't hear anything weird, and he's saying that he knew it was coyotes too. Did he, like, think he had seen me in the woods or something? He's just starting to get really creeped out, because imagine this, bro. You see your neighbor doing some weird stuff late at night. The next day, they're knocking on the door like, did you see anything weird? Huh? I'm just asking. Anyways, they talk back and forth for a bit, and then finally the neighbor, like, just, I guess, his suspicions are are, uh, destroyed, or, like, you know, he doesn't think that there's anything weird going on so he decides to leave but from the second the guy leaves the subscribers like all right i've got a weird feeling that we're not necessarily done with this yet you know you know when you're like walking away from something and you've just got a feeling that it's going to come back at some point that's the feeling he got when he closed the door and the neighbor went away which to be fair probably should have been obvious i mean let's be honest here your neighbor thinks he's a werewolf he's doing rituals in his backyard then he's knocking on the door and acting like nothing weird happened i mean you know i'm not saying you deserved anything weird to happen or that he's not weird but it's pretty obvious that the situation had to have gotten more bizarre you know i think a guy thinking he's a werewolf is already weird enough it's not like anything from this point can really be a surprise you know like once somebody has punched grandma in the face everything's off limits you never know when someone's throwing a plastic chair at the barbecue someone already punched grandma there's no such thing as something being off limits anyways for about a month after that weird conversation there's no issues and then sure enough one night about a month later he starts hearing that howling again he knows it's not a coyote and you know he knows that he probably shouldn't go make sure that it's his neighbor being a crazy person but he can't help himself so he works up the courage to go out and see what the howling's from and he's really hoping that he gets over there and it's not his neighbor you know that he just gets over there and his brain will finally be like see you idiot look it was a wolf the entire time you were just hallucinating Anyways, he's going to investigate, and he sneaks through the wood, and he sees the same thing, bro. The guy's doing his ritual around the fire, wolf hat on, the whole shebang, you know, howling the whole nine. And the only thing that freaks him out right away is the guy's looking his direction this time, and he looks directly at him and then looks away. And for some reason, he's like, he saw me, you know? The guy goes back to his dancing and stuff, but he just gets this really weird feeling that the dude has seen him. So he kind of like grows back into the uh, tree line a little bit to try to conceal him. And regardless, the neighbor's doing his thing, jumping around the fire. And then all of a sudden he stops and he does that thing where he drops onto all fours. Except this time, instead of going the opposite direction, he starts bear crawling as fast as he can, which is surprisingly fast towards the subscriber who's thought he was hidden in the tree line. 
and at that point he's looking at it for a second and he realizes oh he's coming at me like he's not just coming this direction he is coming to me so at that point he drops everything turns around and starts running literally about to crap himself which i mean who can blame him dude imagine being in this situation you hear howling you're outside hiding behind some trees there's a grown man in a loincloth bear crawling at you with the speed of a car and then like you know you just don't know what's about to happen of course you'd be scared about to crap yourself anybody would in that situation i don't care who you are you could be the toughest person on the planet if somebody just starts bear crawling at you unhumanly fast you're freaking out anyways he starts running back to his house you know but his surprise is that instead of hearing like nothing behind him he hears something gaining on him and so he's kind of like there's no way that this guy is literally bear crawling fast enough to catch up with me as i'm running the number one rule if you're running away from something though you don't turn back and look the only thing it's gonna do is slow you down or freak you out if they're really close to you you know anyways they break the rule and they look back to see what's gaining on them and all they see is like the top of the wolf head crawling right behind them and gaining on them so they turn around and start trying to run even faster but the only problem is like at that point by turning around you can't run as fast you know they're freaking out they're even more scared because they realize that this person's bear crawling and going to catch up to them and so like even with all their might with that boost of fear it's just not enough to keep him from catching up to him and he feels the wolf man grab him on his shoulder and instead of tackling him and like taking a trunk out of his arm with the first bite he just spins him around and now they're probably like six inches from each other's face they're practically kissing and they like just start screaming because they're both scared right it was almost as if the wolfman didn't think that he was actually going to be able to catch him and so he grabbed him and turned him around like not really thinking about it and obviously you just got turned around by the wolfman so they're just screaming ah like both freaking out you know i don't know why the wolfman was surprised you did chase him down like that entire time you're bear crawling after him and grabbing him like what did you think he was gonna do like did you think he was gonna turn around and be like oh this this is a perfectly normal situation. I've been kidnapped by werewolves multiple times in my life. Obviously, he's going to be screaming. And why are you screaming? Like, you know, it's just, I, I just don't understand. Regardless, they're just kind of screaming in each other's faces. And finally, the werewolf guy kind of realizes that he's like not trying to fight back. He just has his hand on his shoulder and he's like, wait, you're not trying to hunt me? And obviously, the subscriber's like, what hunt you? Like, what are you talking about? Why would I be trying to hunt you? Like, I'm not crazy. I understand that you're a man dressed up like a wolf you know like I, I don't think I'm gonna hunt you and obviously the guy kind of looks at him weird and he goes I'm not dressed like a wolf I'll have you know that I am a werewolf this is part of my transformation and the reason that I thought you were hunting me is because that everyone wants to hunt a werewolf and immediately he's like oh my neighbor thinks that he's a werewolf he's wearing this wolf hat once a month and like he thinks that he's a werewolf and people want to hunt him anyways he tries to be like dude I you know I don't really believe in werewolves so you don't have to worry about that I'm not going to be hunting you because you know I just don't believe in werewolves and he thinks that's probably the best way out of this is to just you know he's not saying you suck for thinking you're a werewolf he's just saying I personally don't do the whole werewolf thing but somehow the neighbor thinks that him doubling down on werewolves not existing is the weird part of this even though he's literally dressed like a wolf howling at the full moon and so he kind of like does a spin in a circle and he goes if you really think werewolves aren't real then what would you call me you know as if that was supposed to make the guy be like oh yeah you're right now that i'm seeing you do a 360 werewolves do exist my goodness you're not just my weird neighbor in a loincloth screaming at the moon in the backyard nope no way that's not what's happening like honestly if you weren't right 
in front of me and just show them that you have the ability to bear crawl faster than a car, I would call you crazy, somebody that thinks they're a werewolf and is like actually chanting at the full moon and thinking they're transforming into an animal. I, I would call you nuts. You know, that being said, it's probably not a good idea to look at somebody that thinks they're a werewolf and transform into a creature on the full moon and go, I think that you are nuts. And even, you know, let's pretend werewolves do exist for a second, right? You know, uh, like, let's pretend that they are real. Even if you do exist and you are a werewolf, right? Why would he be hunting you? Like, I, I just don't understand why your neighbor, who hasn't been hunting you so far, would magically just want to be hunting you if he didn't even know what your howl was the last time. Anyways, the subscriber's just kind of standing there hearing him listen to this, and he's realizing that this guy's nuts, so he probably shouldn't go around telling him that, like, he's not a werewolf, you're crazy, so he just decides to roll with it, and he goes, oh, okay, I guess that's fair enough, you know, that that's fair. If werewolves aren't real, then how would I explain you? Because obviously, when somebody's just, like, this crazy thinking they're a werewolf, bro, it's probably easier to just roll with it. I mean, I'm not saying that it's normal to think you're a werewolf, but if somebody's like, I'm a vampire, you know, and it's not your family member and you're just kind of dealing with them at the grocery store, it's probably easier to smile and nod and go, yeah, you are. You know, you don't want to be the person to tell him he's crazy. We all are in agreement here, but that's not your responsibility because in this situation, you're screwed either way. You either do live next door to a werewolf, which who would want to live next door to a werewolf, or you live next to a dude who thinks he's a werewolf. And both of those are not exactly super fun, and neither of those sound like the type of person who you want to be on the bad side of, you know? If he is an actual werewolf, it's not like you want him thinking of you next full moon. And if he's just a crazy dude, you just want him to kind of forget you exist. Let's just, uh, you know, drop off the radar, call Lester, remove our wanted level from the werewolf real quick. You know, it's just that simple. And so, obviously, he's trying to twist it now and convince him that he's not a werewolf hunter, and he goes, Oh, yo, remember last time we talked, I told you that I didn't recognize the howling. So when I heard it this time, I just came to investigate. I don't want to hurt you. You know, I'm not a hunter at all. And the neighbor looks very relieved as he's saying this because he's letting his guard down. He's like, Oh, okay, bet. Bet he's not a werewolf hunter, which, you know, I didn't realize was actually still a job. Call me crazy, you know, I'm not browsing Indeed.com quite often, but I didn't realize that werewolf hunting was still a, a booming career profession. Maybe it's uh, on the way out, you know? None of my friends went to a school that had a werewolf hunting program that you could get a degree in, or would it be more of like just a, a very specific type of exterminator? You know, there's the type of guy that deals with rats like Ratatouille, you know, maybe a guy deals with some other vermin, some raccoons, some possums something like that. But every now and then, if you've got a really bad problem, Wallace and Gromit, in the case of the were-rabbit, you just call in the uh, vampire werewolf hunter and he takes care of that. It's a, a experimental extermination trade you guys can go into. Regardless, at that point, it's almost like the neighbor trusts him and he can reveal his, uh, you know, werewolf secret. So he starts talking about how he's a werewolf and people in his last town were starting to hunt him, so he had to move here and that's why he moved in in such a hurry. And the the entire time the subs just smiling and nodding pretending that all of this makes sense because once again you just don't want to be the dude to tell crazy werewolf guy that he is a crazy werewolf dude you know especially now if he's talking about how people are out to hunt him it's definitely not worth it and uh, after a while he finally gets the venting out about how hard it is to be a werewolf and he looks at his neighbor and he shakes his hand and he goes man thank you for being cool about this you know usually people aren't very understanding about it and he's like oh what do you mean people 
Bogart understanding about you being a werewolf usually? And he's like, well, usually when I tell people that I'm a werewolf and I have the ability to shapeshift and every full moon I become a wolf, they uh, get intimidated by my power and pull away. But I can tell that you have a true warrior spirit and understand the werewolf heart. I can, uh, you know, understand that you are not intimidated by my power. And listen, dude, I don't think they're pulling away because they're afraid of your werewolf power. They're afraid of sentences where people say that, like, if you do not have a warrior heart, you cannot understand the power of a werewolf. You know, it just kind of makes people maybe feel a little unsafe. Like, if I thought you were just friendly neighbor Hank, you know, you were over here fixing my fridge, and then you start telling me about how people are hunting you and you're a werewolf, I might just avoid going outside if you're outside in the future. Nothing personal, you know, I'm, I'm just afraid of werewolves. It's, it's a phobia of mine, uh, it's a really bad phobia of dogs. So, werewolves, whoosh, basically the same thing, I just can't be around it. You know, no offense, Hank, thanks for fixing the fridge, but, uh, I'm not gonna take the chances of getting turned into a werewolf myself. Even better, dude, if you don't want to be around your neighbor and he's saying he's a werewolf, this is your perfect chance to just tell him you're allergic to dogs, you know? Because then he can't come around you. You're not calling him crazy, you're not saying you don't believe that he's a werewolf, because, you know, you don't want to be the person to do that, that's someone else's problem. And that being said... You are giving him a reason that he can't come hang out with you that, like, he'll understand. Oh, fair enough, you're allergic to dogs? Yeah, you can't be around werewolf hair, that makes sense. Okay, does it really? No, but he thinks he's a werewolf, alright? We gotta work with what we got. Regardless, anyways, the neighbor finishes talking, and instead of just walking back to his property, no, that's not a, what a werewolf would do. He drops on all fours and goes back to his fire, and just kinda leaves this dude standing there more confused than he's been in his entire life, you know? Very few things, I think, are more confusing than the first time you meet an IRL werewolf, okay? Very intimidating, but he does have a warrior's heart, don't forget that. Regardless, he's just kind of standing there, goes inside, and is thinking about it, and he's like, Alright, obviously the dude might be uh, a little bit out there, but I'm just gonna avoid crossing that neighbor and just avoid interacting with him in general, and, uh, he didn't go around telling people because he figured nobody would believe him. I mean, honestly, imagine going and being like, Hey, you know the dude that just moved in? Uh, he thinks he's a werewolf, especially because what was really confusing, the dude acted normal every other time. Like, it wasn't like he told anyone else he's a werewolf, it wasn't like he was being weird other than when it was a full moon, you know, and then he's a werewolf. Like, seriously, dude was at H&R Block filing taxes at 4pm and then howling at the moon at midnight type of vibe. You know, a real werewolf professional. Each month without failure, though, on the full moon, he would, like, be out there howling, which, you know, is something that you never really think in the modern times you're gonna be hyper aware of. I, maybe some people are super into the moon. I just feel like I would never really know if it's a full moon or not. But because of this dude's neighbor just out there doing his little wolf ritual thing, this subscriber has to, like, keep track of the moon just to make sure he's not accidentally out in the backyard on a full moon. You know, you gotta know when the phases are coming. Just so that way you, uh, you get your waning gibbous on, or whatever, waxing, I, I can't think of the other one. Regardless, there's moon phases and stuffs, but you don't want to be out there if your neighbor's a werewolf on a full moon. No, thank you, that's how you end up going missing and, uh, being a dog toy. Imagine somehow in all of this that he's, like, actually a werewolf and we look crazy for just making fun of it and assuming he's just a little bit off the rocker, you know? Like, next time he actually transforms into a werewolf and, like, throws a car at his neighbor's house, with his newfound strength. I don't really know what werewolves get when they transform other than being a werewolf. Like, I don't know if that comes with super strength or not, but it should. Like, if you're gonna be cursed to turning into a monster once a month, you might as well be able to throw a car while you're the monster. 
Alright, so obviously whenever there's a good Minecraft kid story sent in to me, I take interest, you know, they tend to do pretty well. So when this one was sent in to me, I definitely uh, was paying attention. Basically, you know, everybody has, at least I did, hopefully you guys can relate to this, when you were growing up, like a kid in your neighborhood who was just a little bit weird, a little bit out there. You know, there's a lot of kids that live in your neighborhood, but everybody knows that there's the one that like collects lizard belts, you know? Just a little off. Regardless, I guess the person who sent this in to me had one of those in the neighborhood that was a little bit of a Minecraft kid. And this past weekend, he had been outside hanging out with some of the other kids in the neighborhood, and they had just been playing some two-hand touch football out in the street. Overall, a relatively normal activity, you know, not much going on, not video game related at all, and you would think it would be hard to assume that a bunch of kids playing two-hand touch football in the street were, like, challenging you. Regardless, the house that they were playing in front of just happened to be a few houses down from one of the kids, the Minecraft kid, who didn't come outside a lot. And he was just kind of the definition of an iPad kid, you know, just kind of glued to it, literally talked in like let's play quotes. He didn't actually know any English that wasn't related to that. And on top of that, like everything he touched, he just left that iPad goop residue on, you know, which is just the absolute worst, dude. Listen, obviously I'm a fan of YouTube, but we all know the iPad kids that have literally just been like raised by the internet, you know, and oh, dude, there's just something so gross about somebody like that leaves trails of the stuff that they've touched around. Like, you know what I'm talking about, iPad goop. Like, when somebody touches something and then there's just a sticky handprint of whatever they just grabbed and you're like, how are you just carrying this much grossness with you at all times? Regardless, that was the vibe. And they were playing football and they realized that he had come outside and was just kind of sitting on the front porch, like, watching them play football kind of creepily. And obviously, everybody knew that this dude was a little bit of an iPad kid and they were sorted weirded out, but they didn't want to be mean. They didn't want to make him feel left out like nobody wants to go out of their way to make somebody feel bad so they decide to ask him like hey do you want to play you know obviously they figured that he might not because he's just an iPad kid but they figured if they offer that that way they could say they tried and you know they didn't want him to feel left out and just feel like he had to sit there and watch them if he wanted to be involved so they nicely ask if he wants to play and the kids reaction is to kind of like sneer at them a little bit like give him a dirty look and he's like you guys think that I want to play football are you kidding me play football with you guys and they're like uh well you don't have to you know that was kind of rude we were just asking if you wanted to play but you can say no thanks and he's like well in that case no thanks i prefer tests of brain power you know games that actually challenge your cerebral cortex like minecraft you know and they're like okay man cool honestly you could have just said no like you didn't have to add a reason you know you could have just said no i don't feel like playing football and on top of that i feel like adding i I like games that take brains is just unnecessarily calling them stupid, bro. Like, they're just trying to be nice. And I think the cringiest part is pretending that, like, Minecraft is some game that tests your strategy and, like, really keeps your brain sharp. Listen, I play Minecraft, but I'm not out here pretending that playing it's raising my IQ. I'm not saying you could play Minecraft without a brain. I don't think there's much you could do without a brain, to be honest. I'm just saying it's not like the number one big cerebral 500 IQ game that comes to brain comes to brain, whatever. I 
apparently am too stupid, comes to my mind when I'm thinking about brain games, you know? Like, that's just not what I'm thinking about. Like, in my mind, if somebody's like, ah, oh, no, I've mastered the game of chess, I've become a grandmaster, that's when I would assume that they're like, I don't prefer silly little games, I'd play chess. I would say Minecraft takes about as much brain power as, like, any other casual video game where you don't have to do a whole lot of thinking. No offense, Minecraft players, you know, I'm not saying you're dumb, I'm just saying, like, Call of Duty doesn't take a whole lot of brain power either. Skate 3 isn't like I'm stressing my brain out. I don't feel like it would be a very relaxing experience if every time I played sk or Skate 3, Skate 3, whatever, I like felt my bones breaking every time I fell. No, thank you. Sometimes video games are supposed to be brainless. I know someone's in the comments like writing a 50-page essay about how much strategy goes into a Minecraft game. Listen, I I'm sure that there's plenty of ways you can take it seriously and apply strategy, but you know, it's not a brain game. The same way Call of Duty isn't like training your brain. Could you imagine? Yeah, I don't really need school. I play a lot of Battlefield, so my education's kind of covered. Calling any, like, casual game a brain game to me is just insanely cringe. Even brain games themselves, bro. Like, what was that one from the Nintendo DS? Anyways, whatever, I'm getting off topic. They're like, all right, man, whatever floats your boat, you go ahead and play Minecraft then and have yourself an amazing time, you know, if you don't want to play, that's cool. And he's like, you know I could destroy you in football, right? Like, if I wanted to. Like, if I really felt like just destroying you, I could. Good, but you know I just don't want to and they're all like all right man cool you know rolling their eyes a little bit and he's like no I really could like trust me I played enough Minecraft to know that I could destroy you at football and at that point everybody's kind of curious to hear how these are connected at all like obviously they're a little annoyed but they're just gonna play along because it's so weird nobody knows why he's acting like this why he's being so aggro so they're just like what so they ask how he knows he can destroy him at football and he's like well obviously football is a stupid little game that doesn't take much brain power and he pushes up his anime like glasses all anime style you know and he says Minecraft, as you know, takes a lot of brain power, and the amount of Minecraft that I've played has shown me how to strategize not only in Minecraft, but in basically every game ever. So even though football's stupid and doesn't take a lot of brain power, I feel like my Minecraft experience is going to allow me to run circles around you guys if I feel like it. And everyone is standing around kind of like, uh, alright bro, not really sure how football and <laughs> Minecraft are related in strategy, like these two things seem very far apart, but whatever. And so they kind of challenge him and they're like, all right, well then you pick a team and if your team beats us, then we'll shut up and obviously you're just the smartest person ever. And he's like, fine, I agree to your challenge, which is obviously the wrong move, dude. I'm sorry. Even if you're cracked at Minecraft, number one Bed Wars player in the universe, it just has nothing in common with American football in the slightest. Like these two games could not be more unrelated in terms of strategy and what you're supposed to do. And I'm not even trying to say that everyone that plays Minecraft isn't athletic dude like if you played a lot of Madden you could probably understand like the the strategy side of football a little bit even that's a big stretch but like at least those two things are closely related Minecraft has nothing to do with sports dude like imagine somebody saying hey man trust me I'm pretty good at tennis I've played a lot of Minecraft you'd be like what what does that have to do with anything even then Minecraft's not a very strategic game like I, I call me nuts I just don't throw it in the strategy games category I just feel like I've never had to like insanely strategize 
strategize while playing Minecraft, you know? I've never had to just really be like, hmm, if I go down this left tunnel, will I die or make it? Like, it's, it's kind of okay, it's Minecraft. Regardless, he accepts their challenge and says it's gonna be their funeral, you know, and he ends up picking his team. And when you're playing, like, in the street football, you tend to do a throw-off, so they do the throw-off, and they're doing two-hand touch, like, for the throw-off. And the Minecraft kid is like, wait a second, what's going on here? And if you've never played football in the street, you know, the general rule of thumb is that two-hand touch is preferred. I mean, you could play tackle if you want, but, you know, no one's wearing pads. You're getting tackled onto the hard asphalt. It just takes one person you laying you out and you cracking your head open for that to not be very fun. So for the most part, they would just play two-hand touch because most of them played tackle football, like, in a league and just didn't really need it. And they weren't trying to get seriously injured. But, of course, Minecraft Kid didn't like that. No, none of that. If we're gonna play, then we're gonna play tackle. And obviously, you know, everyone's like, are you sure? The subscriber who sent this to me is literally like, dude, I'm not sure that you want to do that, you know? And the Minecraft kid is like, what are you, afraid? Are you afraid of me, you coward? And he's like, no, I'm not afraid of you. And he kind of lists the same things I just did about how, like, we're not on grass, so if you get tackled, it's really gonna hurt, you know? All of us play tackle football. You do not. I don't know if that's what you want to do. And he's like, I'm not afraid of anything. And listen, man, it's not that you're, like, a coward for realizing that everyone around you actually plays football and knew how to tackle each other and lay each other out and you don't, so you don't want to be involved in that. Like, they're not going to be knocking each other out. They don't want to get hurt. That being said, you have no experience, so you're probably going to be on the losing end of a lot of it. But whatever, he kept insisting that they play tackle, calling them cowards, saying they were wimps. So finally, they're like, okay, I guess we'll play tackle, you know? So they go back to playing football and the subscriber snaps the ball and they were playing with like a three Mississippi rush rule, which for those of you that don't know, basically means that like the Minecraft kid had to go one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and then he could run and try to tackle the quarterback, which is the subscriber with the ball, right? So whatever, the first play he gets it and before the kid can count down, he throws the ball out there before the Minecraft kid gets a chance to tackle him and he starts trash talking him. You're so lucky you got rid of the ball, dude. I would have destroyed you if you gave me the chance to it. You're seriously so lucky, man. You would have been leaving here like in a stretcher. And the subscriber just can't believe how much crap this dude's talking because he's never played football and here he is being like, you should be afraid of me because I'm going to break your kneecaps. What is this, a mafia movie, dude? It's just like kind of a little bit much. But whatever, he's just kind of like biting his tongue because he's not trying to be mean, you know? And so they go back and the next play, the same thing happens. And the Minecraft kid is trash talking more now about how like he must be afraid of him because he keeps trying to throw the ball out early. And the subscriber is getting annoyed. He's like, dude, this guy thinks he's so tough and we're trying to avoid hurting him. And the Minecraft kid says something about how like, oh, you, uh, you're you afraid of me? And so he tells him, dude, you do realize nobody here is hitting you because like we don't want to hurt you, right? Like the only reason and you haven't been laid out is because we feel bad. And the Minecraft kid does not like that. And he's like, don't take it easy on me. I can handle it. I'm not as much of a little baby as the rest of you, you know? And the subscriber cuts him off and is like, it's for your own good. We don't want to hurt you. And the Minecraft kid is like, shut up or I'm gonna, you know, and do some not nice things to the subscriber's mom. And at that point, the subscriber's like, all right, I've tried. You're gonna start insulting my mom, like just, just going really out of pocket. All right, dude, fine. You want to play tackle and you want us to try? Then by all means, you've been 
begging for it. Like, they've given him chance after chance to not do this. So whatever, they go back to playing football, and he hikes the ball, and he purposely waits the amount of time he needs to for the Minecraft kid to be able to run over and try to tackle him, right? So the Minecraft kid starts to rush him, and like I said, the subscriber has played football before, so he's not necessarily super afraid of this kid with no experience coming at him. And so he decides to just, like, run over the Minecraft kid. For those of you that haven't played football, it's just called trucking somebody. You just kind of drop your shoulder and just run through them. So he starts to run towards the Minecraft kid who's, like, dropping into position to tackle him. And he does what you do in this situation when you're playing tackle football, and he just kind of drops his shoulder and runs over him and literally runs through him, goes down the field, and scores. And so everybody on the Minecraft kid's team had been chasing him downfield to try to prevent him from scoring. You know, his team is, like, down here cheering with him because he just scored. And that's when they realized the Minecraft kid is still where he had gotten trucked earlier and he's just kind of sitting there, and everybody's like, ah, crap, and starts to go over there knowing something's about to go out of control. You're not really sure what it is, but you just know that, like, Minecraft Kid just got ran over, hasn't moved, and is now kind of, like, they can't tell, but it sounds like he's crying. So they go back, and the Minecraft Kid is now sitting up, like, legs still outstretched, crying his eyes out, and he just starts yelling at them, like, what was that, man? That's against the rules of football. You can't do that. And everyone's kind of like, you can't do what? What did he do? Like, did he grab your hair? Did he punch you like what did he do and the minecraft kid is like you guys didn't see that and everyone's like no what what did he do and they're like he dropped his shoulder and ran into me when i was trying to tackle him like what was that dude that's against the rules and everyone's just kind of standing there like uh yeah because it's not against the rules and you were the person that demanded we play tackle that's something people do in tackle football you were trying to tackle him you said that what did you expect him to do just like sit there and let you attack him and tackle him and the minecraft kids like yeah that's what you're supposed to do the defense is supposed to do the tackling and you're supposed to like let me hit you and the subscriber is like yeah no that's not how this works which surprises me the minecraft kid thought it worked this way you know you would think the absolute master of strategy and football plays had uh you know figured out this game by now and would have realized that's what was going to happen if that's what he did who would have thought in any situation that like there was rules of the game that said you're allowed to go tackle them and they can't do anything about it. I just don't think that's how competition works. I feel like most of the time if you're allowed to go like attack someone in a game, they're allowed to defend themselves in the game. You know, I'm not a master strategist or anything, but I could probably tell you there's a good chance when you start playing tackle football that somebody's probably going to like run into you or tackle you at some point. You know, it's not only the defense that's making contact. You ever seen an NFL game before? Like there's plenty of contact to go around. There's a reason they call it you know, the game that gives you brain damage because there's a lot of hitting. Like, you you do a lot of colliding. Obviously, there's a good chance you're going to collide with people when you're playing it. Anyways, the Minecraft kid gets up and he's all like, well, if you guys aren't going to agree that that's against the rules, then I'll just go tell my mom. And everyone's like, all right, dude, go ahead. Like, go tell your mom. We don't really care. She's not in charge of our football game. And he's like, I'm serious. I will go tell my mom. Like, here's your chance. You can make me not do it if you just agree it was against the rules. And they're like, it's not against the rules and tackle football dude I guess you gotta go tell your mom you do what you gotta do and so he storms off all angrily you know they see him slam the door while he's screaming mom and they're all standing here kind of talking about what went down and they're just more confused than anything because they're like he was the person that demanded that we play full contact tackle football if you know that you're not in a situation where you're going to be able to take any impact whatsoever why would you choose to play tackle football if everybody else was cool with not tackling each other
other. You know, like everybody else was literally trying to play two-hand touch. He demands they make contact and then cries and goes and tells his mom. Regardless, they kind of start playing the game again and then his mom comes outside without him though and kind of walks up to them very, very calmly. And they're not running away or anything because they didn't do anything wrong. They just kind of expected his mom to come out guns blazing because like that's just what they expected if he had gone in there saying that they hit me and blah, 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 blah. You know, they expected her to come out there and be like, what were you guys doing playing tackle football? Are you guys insane? But anyways, she walks up to him very calmly and she just asks him straight up, all right, guys, you know, can you just tell me what happened? Because my son's telling me that like there was some craziness and you guys hit him or whatever. And they're like, he had come outside and was watching us play football and we had noticed him that playing football. So we asked if he wanted to play and he said it was stupid, but he could destroy us. So we were like, all right, dude, whatever. You can play with us still. So we started playing and then he demanded we play tackle football. So as we were playing tackle football, obviously somebody kind of shouldered him. It wasn't, you know, malicious. We're just playing tackle football. So he got hurt. And the mom's like, well, he had told me that you guys had just decided to tackle him for watching you. But I figured something about that story didn't make sense because she had walked outside and nobody had like ran away. So she's like, obviously, if you guys were just out here tackling people for watching, you probably would have been a little afraid when an adult came out. So, you know, I, I get it. I understand that probably nothing happened. And they're like, yeah, that's just, you know, we didn't attack him for no reason. He just asked us to play tackle football and then got mad we tackled him. They're like, we don't even really like to play tackle football. And the mom says, yeah, I know, because when she would drive home, she would like see them outside sometimes and notice that they never played tackle. And they're like, yeah, we don't want to get hurt. Two hand touch is usually what we do. And she's like, "Ugh, I'm so sorry about that. You know, I finally told him to get off his iPad and go outside. And he came in an hour later saying that like everyone in the neighborhood was tackling him for trying to watch them play football. And so I assumed something would happen, but I'm sorry. And they start to apologize. They're like, our goal was not to make him feel like no one likes him. We, we don't even know him very well. Like we don't really know the dude that well. We were just trying to play with him and he demanded we play tackle football. Like we knew as soon as it became tackle, somebody was probably going to get hurt at the end, but we just didn't assume it was going to happen so quickly or be the new guy. And at that point, the mom's like, all right, I get it. You know, thank you for being cool about it. But she does something a little bit unexpected. She starts kind of like low key roasting him to everybody playing football, which is not cool. Like this was not a swagtastic move. Well, like I said, his mom low key roasts him and she's like, I would never say this to him, but it's probably good for him that he got like shouldered in the face. You know, he thinks Minecraft somehow makes him an expert and everything. So I feel like a little bit of adversity in life might not be the worst thing for him. And they're just kind of like, oh, okay. You know, they don't really know what to say to that because this lady's just kind of roasting her kid now. And then she just starts this rant about how her and her husband are both engineers, which, you know, a way smarter than I'll ever be. Both of them, dude. I don't understand math and all that stuff. Engineers be out there like engineering. (laughs) That's how stupid I am, man. Regardless, she starts to like say that her kid will lecture her and her husband about building materials and the way that stuff works in engineering because of stuff that he's built in Minecraft and it drives them insane, which I'm not going to lie. I don't know why she was telling this to them at all. It just seems like it should have nothing to do with them. But regardless, that is absolutely hilarious. Like imagining using Minecraft to argue with engineers like Minecraft has no physics, dude. Water can just be falling from the sky forever while sitting on top of one block. You know, there's no gravity. I think your mom, who's an engineer, knows a little bit more about building than you do. She like engineers things. I Like I said, I don't really know what they do, you know, but I'm going to assume that they have way more knowledge on how stuff works than like just Minecraft would teach you. At least I hope so, because, you know, that's what the whole college thing's supposed to be for. Could you imagine if it's the other way around and just like playing Minecraft for a month, you're better than an engineer? 
Could you imagine that, dude? Hey, you thought student loans were a scam already. Just wait till you find out you can't compete with little Timmy the Minecraft pro who just spent a bunch of time learning how to build mansions or whatever. <laughs> Seriously, dude, I bet you that would drive me insane. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, I think everybody gets driven a little bit crazy by their family, but like having a doctorate degree and just having a cousin who just constantly tells you that you know nothing. Like, oh, bro, that would have to drive you absolutely insane. Regardless, you know, she just kind of goes on this rant and she finishes up and all the guys who are playing football are just kind of sitting there listening to this like all right well this is more than I ever really wanted or needed to know about any of this situation but thanks for giving me the fill in on the family drama I guess you know now we know that Minecraft kid is just straight up in there lecturing his parents about the absurdity of their engineering dreams but uh she finally wraps it up and she's like all right well thank you for trying to play with him I do appreciate it I apologize for his behavior you know thank you for trying to be nice to him and she walks away and they're like all right well, that was bizarre, but at least now we know that, like, if Minecraft kid's ever outside watching us play anything, that, like, chances are he's just gotten kicked off his iPad for a bit, and we know not to invite him to come play with us, because, you know, he'll go nuts, run inside, tell his mom, and then his mom will come out and, like, tell us the family drama for the next 15 minutes. I guess maybe that would be fun if you're looking for a soap opera vibe, you know, come for the two-hand touch football, stay for the story time. His mom's out there just like, and then on this day, he did this. Regardless, they're kind of like, all right, well, let's get back to playing football because uh, that's what we were originally playing. And now we actually can without it being turned into a gladiator sport with some Minecraft kid in a creeper shirt chanting us on like, knock him out, knock him out. So whatever, they go back to playing the game, expecting it to be pretty chill, except like 10 minutes into their game, they start hearing music with where or where it seems like it's coming from the Minecraft kid's house. So they turn and look up and they see that he's like playing music towards them out out of their window, you know, with a speaker and just like overall trying to be intimidating, I guess. I don't really know. Like maybe he read somewhere that sometimes we do psychological warfare and play like I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world outside of buildings under siege 24 hours a day. You know, I'm blue da boo dee boo da on a 48 hour loop while you're inside a building under siege would make you go nuts. But regardless, they all look up at him. And when they look up at him, he goes, this next song is what I think about you guys. And he starts to play a song. But the only problem is he starts to play a Minecraft parody, which, you know, this is already cringe enough because you're trying to, like, intimidate somebody while playing a song on a speaker. But on top of it, man, you just can't be rolling around trying to intimidate anyone by, like, playing Minecraft parodies really loud, unless you are just trying to get them to go inside, you know? Like, listen, you already took an L for running to your room after trying to taunt everybody into playing tackle football and crying, but now you're gonna take a double L because you're sitting in your window like, this is gonna show him not to mess with me, you know, creeper. Aw, man. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I can't imagine how that would be very intimidating to literally everybody, or anyone at all. If you get intimidated by Minecraft parodies, I've got a pretty good feeling that, like, a cardboard cutout could convince you to give over your wallet to it, dude. You could get mugged by a cutout of, like, an athlete. Anyways, it went about as well as you would expect. Everybody that was playing the game and still down there watching it literally turned and just started laughing at him. And they weren't trying to be mean to make him feel bad, but, like, that's just your natural reaction to somebody being like, hey, guys, this is what I think about you and then like playing a Minecraft parody you know but as he is realizing everyone's laughing at him he slams the window as he's slamming it you know he's like you guys suck one last time which sure I mean they might suck but it doesn't change the fact that trying to intimidate someone with Minecraft parodies is cringe and listen they didn't proceed to give him crap for it it's not like every time they saw him after that they would be like you're the Minecraft kid because they didn't even want to have a problem with them like they invited him to play with them it wasn't like they were trying to be mean but it was just overall 
all a very bizarre experience because he had just decided to talk so much crap to them about how he was going to destroy them and everything and then like cried and tried to play Captain Sparkles songs to make him angry. You know, no disrespect to Captain Sparkles, the parodies do go hard. They're just not battle music, you know? It's, it's just not war music, baby. Regardless, I'm going to give them kudos for not making fun of him for doing that every time they saw him, dude. I'm sorry. I feel like that would have been hold or hard to hold back on when I was younger and more immature. Like if somebody tried to intimidate with the Minecraft song every time I saw them, I just have to start singing it. That's not good. And they're way more mature than me. And that's the right way to handle things is this way. But I don't know, dude. It's just so funny thinking about somebody being like, next time you see me, bro, this is what you're going to get. Creeper. Aw, man. Like, so we back in the mine. Oh, are we? Are we, dude? Oh, man. I didn't realize that you're about to take me to a mine shaft. I, I deeply apologize for trying to play tackle football. Alright, so like I said, this was a story about a Minecraft kid that was sent into me, and usually in these, you know, it's a Minecraft kid trying to 1v1 his classmates, prove something to somebody for no reason. However, in this one, they decided to upgrade to just straight up fighting a teacher instead. They were tired of messing around and fighting the standard mobs, just went for the boss fight. The only difference is there's a way to beat the Ender Dragon, there's no way to fight your teacher and really, like, not end up losing that one. So just don't do it. Fighting your teacher is not worth it. Regardless, one day in class, you know, everybody's sitting there chilling, subscribers sitting there, ready to learn, and the teacher walks into class and says that she has a very exciting project for them to be working on, you know, and what they're going to do is be talking about their passion or one of their passions and how it helps them be better prepared for their future. And obviously, you know, that's a pretty fun assignment in the grand scheme of things. It still is a school assignment, so it's not great, but at least you get to talk about something you like. You know, it seems relatively fun compared to like writing an essay about a book some dude wrote 400 years ago. At least this way you get to talk about something you're passionate about. But there was one kid in the class that was particularly obsessed with Minecraft, you know, that uh, decided that he was going to take this chance to just ruin it as much as humanly possible. Like from now on, I bet you this teacher's never going to give this assignment again just because every time she thinks about it, she's going to be thinking back to this Minecraft kid like, oh no. Anyways, the teacher announces the assignment and she says that for the next week they're going to be working on it in class so that way they have time to perfect it and then after the week of working on it, you know, they're going to be presenting it so that way they can learn how to like public speak about stuff that they like. And obviously everyone was pretty excited but the subscriber was a little bit curious about what this Minecraft kids project was going to be about only because he was already known for being a little out there. The year before he had like bitten a kid for no reason, you know, he had hadn't really done anything insane in a while, but he was still kind of known as the type of kid that could take like random things way too far if he just felt like it. And instantly he was a little bit worried about this dude's project because he started being like super, super secretive about what he was writing his little like thing about. Everybody else was pretty like, I'm going to write mine about video games. I'm going to write mine about YouTube. You know, he's like, I'm not telling anyone what I'm writing mine about. He was so secretive that whenever anyone would like walk past his desk, he would take his arm and cover up his papers so that nobody could see anything. He would like get mad if people stood by him too long. And listen, I guess that would make sense if like the people standing by him were actually trying to see like what he's doing. You know, if the CIA was actually sending spies to look at your writing, you could be pissed. But he would like cover his paper and get mad at people for standing close to him that weren't even trying to look at his paper. No one actually cared what his project was about, dude. He just literally had the desk next to the pencil sharpener so like if there was somebody sharp
sharpening their pencil. You just kind of had to stand near his desk for a second. Either way, though, he was convinced nobody actually had to sharpen a pencil at all in school. Nay, instead, everyone sharpening their pencil was sent to come spy on him and see what he was writing about. So for the entire week, he was just, like, insanely paranoid that someone was going to see his topic. And obviously, that made people, like, more curious about what he was going to write about. And the weirdest thing that he did during this week, just to, like, try to get people to leave him alone, was the subscriber who sent this in to me had gone to sharpen his pencil at some point and had, like, accidentally broken the pencil after sharpening it. You, you know, that feeling sucks, but, like, everybody's been there. So he starts sharpening it again, and when he keeps going, the, like, kid starts growling at him. Like a literal dog, dude. Like, because he's just taking too long to sharpen his pencil, I guess. Automatically, he's a CIA agent trying to spy on your school project. So the subscriber kind of looks at him and can't believe that he's growling at him, and he's like, dude, are you growling at me? Like, are you a dog? What's wrong with you? Like, why are you growling at me? I'm just sharpening my pencil. And the kid growls again. So once again, the subscriber's like, bro, listen, please stop growling at me. You're starting, like, to make me feel like I I'm being hunted by a pack of wolves. Like, can you please just calm down? I'm sharpening my pencil. There's nothing to be growling about. And at that point, Minecraft Kid is like, well, then stop trying to spy on my project. This is private. You're just another one of the spies that the teacher's sending over to try to get my secrets about what I'm making my assignment about. Well, guess what? I'm not giving anything to a spy like you trying to get information. And he starts to go on this rant about how, like, his ideas are such good ideas that he knows they send people to try to take them, so that's why he's so protective of them, and blah, 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 blah. And the entire time, the subscriber's standing there like, what? So he finishes his rant, and he's like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, like, I'm not here to spy on you. I'm just sharpening my pencil and the kid just kind of looked at him and was like all right then i've got my eye on you but had just casually mentioned that like everyone tries to steal his ideas and while he could have kept arguing with them the subscriber at that point is like look i'm just gonna get out of here i'm just gonna finish sharpening my pencil and walk away because there's nothing good that comes out of me standing here and continuing to like try to use logic with this minecraft kid that is convinced the cia wants his project anyways the week finally ends where they've been like writing stuff and working on the project and the day finally comes where they're supposed to present what they're doing and so kids start presenting their projects and most of them are like I like music I like art oh, I, I like oranges you know whatever people like these days but uh, of course the time finally comes for Minecraft kid to get up there and make his presentation and the entire class is sitting there waiting with bated breath to finally learn the secrets of the Minecraft project you know it's been closely guarded like Indiana Jones treasures but uh, everyone finally gets to see it so he pres like volunteers himself to start presenting and he gets up there and he starts with, like, this speech about how he wants everybody to listen to him and, like, hear what he's passionate about because, you know, it's something that, like, has taught him most of his lessons about life. And if it wasn't for this, he would not be the person he is. And, like, he's become a warrior. He has the spirit of a Viking. And so everyone's, you know, a little bit more entertained because you're like, what is this dude going to talk about? The spirit of a Viking? What? So he gets up there. He makes the teacher turn off the lights. So he's standing up there at the front in, like, the dark. And, you know... He talks dramatically, but, like, to get everyone's attention. And then turns on a flashlight and shines it up at his face. So he's got, like, this whole... You know when someone's telling a ghost story and they're shining the flashlight up at them? That's the look he's got going on. And he starts to describe what everybody thinks is, like, D-Day. He starts to say things about how, like, Imagine you and your brothers in combat with the enemy dead ahead. You feel the, like, adrenaline rush as you realize that this might be the last chance you have to look at your 
your friends and say thank you for what they've done in this game. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, what is this kid talking about, bro? Like, this, this is intense, man. You would think he's out here, like, uh, talking about some, like, war history or whatever. Literally, at that point, everyone in the class is just assuming he's about to give a presentation about how, like, why he loves war history or, you know, something along those lines. But then he manages to say just the absolute silliest thing ever that you could possibly say after, like, describing something as, as, as intense as that. Minecraft Bed Wars is the most realistic war simulator, and it is my passion. That description is exactly what I feel every single time I log in and start to play a game of Bed Wars. Keep in mind, he's just talking about, like, how he gets an adrenaline rush and, you know, it's basically the same thing as D-Day. You're only gonna get one more chance to thank your friends for their help. Like, hey, call me crazy, bro. If you lose the Bed Wars game, you stay in the Discord call. It's not like, oh, man, we lost. You just have to instantly unadd each other and pretend that you're dead. So, obviously, when he says, like, Minecraft Bed Wars is realistic or whatever, everyone thinks it's a joke, so they start laughing, you know? And he's not laughing at all. He's like, what are you guys talking about? I don't know why you're thinking this funny, you know? Like, this is serious, dude. Minecraft is just one of those games that is, like, my passion. And there's nothing wrong with being passionate about a game. I don't want you guys to think, like, like that's why this is cringe, right? What's cringe is thinking that Minecraft is somehow, like, a realistic war simulator, bro. If you're like, hey, man, I love Minecraft because I like to build castles, <laughs> sick, dude. If you're like, hey, I'm basically a Navy SEAL because I got 600 bed war wins, yeah, I think you have committed cringe, bro. Like, I'm not trying to be uh, the judge over here, but I feel like comparing yourself to, like, a Green Beret because you're good at Bed Wars might be the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, could basically hang with everybody that's ever been in Special Forces. I'm a Bed Wars pro. Listen, dude, like, I've never been to war, but I can just tell you right now, it has nothing to have in common with a video game at all. Like, I, I don't think there's anything out there that could compare, dude. Seriously, especially Minecraft. Like, I don't even think you could say Call of Duty is comparable to war at all. I'd still think you're dumb for saying that. But if you're like, hey, Minecraft Bed War is really out here making me into a warrior, then, like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. You've got a different definition of warrior than I think most people would have. He's just out here like, have you ever, ever had to fight someone with a <laughs> with an iron axe while they have a diamond sword? I don't think so. I've been through things. Anyways, he starts to go on this rant about how, like, Minecraft Bed Wars has taught him to be ruthless and not let the weakness of his enemies slide. Just like, what, bro? That's the lesson that you took from Minecraft Bed Wars? Is that, like, any time you see weakness, you must be ruthless? Like, my goodness, dude. Whenever I play Minecraft Bed Wars, I realize how much I suck at Minecraft. Like, that's what I think about. Even when I'm playing Valorant, dude, I'm not like, oh, our enemies have shown weakness. Stomp on their throats. Ha ha ha. We will destroy them. Like, that's never once to happen, dude. And he also so starts talking about how, like, the strategy that he uses in Bed Wars is what gave him the confidence that, like, his mental ability is in the top 0.001% of the population. And, you know, that, like, he's just so confident now that he's smarter than everybody, which is a ballsy claim if you're talking about Bed War strategy, dude. Like, okay, are you Sun Tzu, the guy who wrote The Art of War? Like, are you really out here just being an expert military strategy? Even if you're a Minecraft strategy god, dude, like, it, it 
it is Minecraft Bed Wars at the end of the day. You know, I'm a big fan of CSGO. If the best, like, CSGO IGL was like, no, guys, I should be a general. I would be like, meh, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really know if a video game's the exact same thing, but whatever. He's talking about how, like, he's basically one of the people that should have written the Art of War because he's just so good at Minecraft, dude. Could you imagine, like, if this was reality at the Pentagon? Oh, my gosh. Oh, we just, we just keep getting wrecked out here, sir. What do we do? The five-star generals are all huddled around. It's like, oh, I didn't want it to have to come to this, but it's time. They pull out a button on their desk. It just says, like, Bed Wars players. We never thought we were going to have to call them in, but every other special operations has failed us. It's time we call in the big guns. Like, all the Bed Wars players show up. What did you need, Mr. President? You know? Like, okay, man. If, if it ever comes to the time where, like, the... The fate of the world is in the hands of any video game players, dude. We're screwed. Minecraft, Call of Duty, doesn't matter. If, like, a professional gamer is what the entire military is taking advice from, chances are we're dead. And I love video games. I am a gamer. I'm just saying, bro, not comparable. Regardless, at this point, the entire class is, like, literally cringing because he's talking about how, like, Bed Wars has turned him into a warrior and that now he has the spirit of a Viking because he manages to win Bed war games and at this point it's so ridiculous that the teacher literally goes and like turns off the projector and starts to just kind of talk to him and says listen you know i don't know if you thought this assignment was a joke but i really wanted you to like talk about something that has an impact on your life and i don't appreciate that you're pretending you have the soul of a viking over a video game like you didn't take this assignment seriously and the problem was, she was probably right for assuming he was trolling. The issue was he just wasn't. So the Minecraft kid looks at the teacher all confused and is like, I'm not joking. You know, I really feel like Bed Wars has turned me into a strategy genius and like it's it's given me confidence that I'm smarter than other people. And the teacher is just kind of standing there dumbfounded, not knowing what to say. Because imagine somebody being like, no, I actually am just smarter than everyone because I'm really good at Minecraft Bed Wars. Yeah, you know those dudes at NASA? They're stupid, okay? I'm cracked at Valorant. You ever seen someone as cracked as me? I don't think so. I should be in charge of space exploration. Just the two most unrelated things on the planet. And the teacher's not trying to roast him back. She's not trying to be rude. But, like, the only thing she can even say to that is just, well, that's ridiculous. Because anything else she would say was probably going to be meaner. And, like, that's just ridiculous, dude. What are you supposed to say to somebody being like, no, I'm, uh, basically Sun Tzu himself. In fact, you could rank my strategy up there with Lightning McQueen queen and uh the, the queen of england up there that those were i would say like my two closest people in terms of strategy genius because it's, it's just ridiculous dude i don't know what you would think your teacher is going to say like you really think that alexander the great caesar sun tzu all pair in comparison to cape crusader 8547 in minecraft dude if you see him coming in bed wars it's too late you're basically going up against the god of military might in fact, the entire might of the U.S. Navy once ran away because they realized that he was the Bed Wars player on the other end of the Navy ship. He is an absolute legend. You thought the Legend 27, that's an old ad. You thought that guy was a good player, dude. Just wait till you meet Caped Crusader 8547, dude. He's absolutely bonkers. Anyways, obviously, somebody of that military might just can't let their teacher call them ridiculous, right? That would be weak. And as you know, Minecraft Bed Wars has taught him to be ruthless if someone dares to disrespect respect you. 
So he feels like the teacher is doubting him. And like, I'm using air quotes around doubting him because like, there's no doubt, bro. It's just the reality of the situation. So he starts screaming about how like, he's tired of people never taking him seriously and thinking that he's a strategic genius. And so he leans over to the teacher's desk and she had this like eight ball thing on her desk and he takes it and he throws it and it just like hits the teacher on the chin and she falls off the desk. And obviously the entire class at that point is just like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? doing bro and his face just turns white as a ghost and he's like i didn't mean to do it i didn't mean to do it i didn't mean to hit her i thought it was gonna hit the wall yeah that's right dude this absolute strategic mastermind somehow managed to have the accuracy of like a north korean missile and was trying to throw this ball at the wall and hit the teacher instead what an absolute strategic mastermind bro like knocking out your teacher obviously i'm just too stupid to understand why that was just such a strategic genius move because to me it's looking like that was probably Probably the worst idea you could have ever had, bro. If you have the accuracy of like a dead cat, don't throw stuff. It's that simple. Knocking out the teacher, though, obviously not too great. And he's trying to convince everybody that he didn't mean to. And everybody starts yelling at him about like, what are you doing? You're crazy. And like, he's just freaking out. I'm sure in his mind, he's imagining having to explain to his parents the reason he got expelled and how like he knocked out a teacher because she said it's ridiculous that bed wars makes you a strategic mastermind. Imagine his parents are on his side. They're like, well, if she would wouldn't have doubted that he's cracked at Minecraft. She wouldn't have gotten knocked out. Literally nobody is on this dude's side though. Like everyone in the class is just pissed at him because this teacher was everybody's like favorite. And here was this dude literally like getting so angry because she just didn't agree that he's a strategic god. I will say people like this are why the metaverse definitely scares me, dude. Like the last thing this guy needs if he's already this addicted to Minecraft and thinks it makes him a literal Viking is like to be inside Ready Player One in his backyard. You think he's nuts now imagine when he actually thinks he's like napoleon launching an invasion into europe dude he's just never gonna come outside again just be plugged into the matrix screaming about how he's basically the equivalent to a real spartan for winning a Fortnite game victory royale is mine tonight we will destroy athens and feast on its burning buildings his mom comes in he's like mom get out of my room oh my gosh i told you i'm a spartan oh i don't want dinner all right guys i'm gonna interrupt the video for just one second. For those of you that don't know, I've been posting all of my story times the day after they're posted here on Spotify. So if you want to check those out, listen offline in the car, whatever, don't have time for gameplay, I'll put a link to the Spotify show in the top of the description. Feel free to go check it out. I would appreciate it. Like I said, you're still going to catch them earlier here, you know, but uh, if for some reason you want to listen offline, that's probably the best place to do it now. So top of the description is a link to the Spotify show. Anyways, at that point, the teacher gets up pretty quick. She had like fallen over more because of just the shock of the situation than like legitimately getting knocked out by Mr. Minecraft kid up here. Goes to show just how much the like soul of a Viking stuff was legit. You like accidentally hit someone in the head with a pool ball and they just get right back up. Oh yeah, real warrior spirit. And see, anyways, once she's back up, she just starts screaming at him, and like, rightfully so, dude. If somebody just threw a pool ball at your head, I feel like you're allowed to go off on them. And she's just yelling at him, like, why did you do that? Like, why did you think that was a good idea? I was just saying it's ridiculous that you think this video game makes you, like, some real strategician, and you hit me in the head? Like, what's wrong with you? Why did you do that? And the Minecraft kid is just standing there saying nothing, and she finally, like, finishes talking, and he starts trying to apologize 
apologize, you know, saying that he didn't mean to, he was just so mad he wanted to throw something, and so, you know, he wasn't trying to hit her in the head, but when he threw it, he's never, like, been very good at throwing stuff, which is why it hit her in the head, which, I mean, doesn't really, like, make me feel any better, I don't think it made her feel any better, it's not my apology to accept, I'm just saying, bro, I feel like I didn't mean to hit you in the head when I hit you in the head, does it really, like, it did change the fact that you did hit her in the head. You know what I mean? Like, listen, you could be like, listen, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have thrown the ball, period. But to be like, well, I'm sorry for throwing the ball and your head getting in the way is just funny. I don't feel like it's all right to just throw stuff at people because you're mad, you know? And the teacher at that point says something pretty funny. She looks at him and she's like, well, I have good news about you being addicted to Minecraft. You're going to get to play it for a few days now because I'm going to call the uh, office and let them know what just happened. And you're probably going to get suspended, which all in all is actually a pretty funny thing to say, dude. Like Minecraft kid just hit you in the head with a pool ball, doesn't really want to apologize. You're like, all right, well, uh, guess what? You win a free vacation to play Minecraft. And at that point, the Minecraft kid really starts freaking out, dude. He gets down on his hands and knees and is literally begging the teacher not to tell his mom because he's like, if you tell my mom about this, she's gonna be mad and she's gonna not let me play Minecraft. You know, that's really what he's worried about. He's not worried about his mom being mad because he, like, knocked out a teacher. He's not worried about anything else. He's like, I won't be able to play Minecraft. What are, what are you doing to me? And this is even funnier to me because, like, ten minutes ago, he's explaining that Minecraft gives him a Viking spirit and now he's literally crying because his mom's not gonna let him play Minecraft, dude. It's just literally the funniest, like, like right 10 minutes of each other. Just so ironic. Yeah, I'm actually a real Viking, dude. Uh, not gonna lie. Like, I'm basically up there with Alexander the Great. I'm gonna tell your mom, no, no. If I can't play Minecraft, how am I supposed to be happy? I don't think Vikings were, like, giant fans of Minecraft, bro, because they didn't have computers. Like, I don't know why you would want to necessarily be vibing in a time back then. I don't have a Viking soul either. I don't want anyone to think that, like, I'm saying I'm a tough guy, bro. I'm very lucky I was born in the 21st century. If I was born during Viking or Spartan times, I, I, I might have lasted 15 minutes. Like, dude, I don't have any warrior's skills, but I'm not delusional out here pretending that Valorant's making me some type of special operations, dude. I'm a nerd playing video games. My skills include uh telling stories and uh yeah i'm like okay at the video game thing if i was born at any other time if i was born during viking times dude i'm screwed you know how useless i would be on like a real food hunt where you know okay we got to go chase down that elk for 14 miles because we need to eat yeah what am i gonna do make you guys laugh on the way like i'm not saying i'm a viking okay don't get it twisted i'm just saying it's hilarious to be talking about how you have a warrior spirit and then be crying for your mom Anyways, Mr. Warrior over here is crying, literally begging to not get in trouble, but I, I don't know what you expect, dude. When you, like, knock out your teacher, you're probably gonna get in trouble, and I don't think saying, please don't tell, otherwise I'm not gonna play Minecraft, is gonna make the teacher that you just hit in the head with a pool ball, like, not say anything. I mean, seriously, you know, the teacher at that point literally looks at him and says, look, it doesn't really matter what you say, I'm going to tell the office because you threw something at a teacher. So she calls the office and she's like, all right, this student, you know, had a project, got mad at me and like hit me in the head with the pool ball. Can you guys come get him? And the Minecraft kid at that point decides that the best course of action isn't to sit there and wait. It's to start running. Even though she just said his name, you know, he starts running to try to escape. 
And I'm not sure if his plan was to just like run away, go to a different country, change his name, never be seen again. But obviously she on the phone says he's running. They have somebody catch him and they knew who the kid was. Like they had the name, dude. It's just such a bizarre thing to think that like that was like going to go the way you thought. Ah, darn. You know the kid that I said it hit me in the head with a pool ball? He ran out of the classroom, so now we can never talk to him about it again. That's how rules work in school. Anyways, he obviously didn't get too far, and when he did get caught, he ended up getting suspended for a week and became an instant meme around the school. But, like, I don't know. How are you guys not going to turn a kid who, like, thinks Minecraft turns him into a warrior into a meme if you're in the same school as him? Like, he literally threw a pool ball at the teacher. How are you not going to at least make a couple jokes about that? You know, like, oh, hey, man, sorry. Did you uh, do any Viking practice last night? You know, go to any pool halls and start playing dodgeball? Like, I, obviously, it's going to become a little bit of a meme. So, uh, yeah, moral of the story, don't attack your teacher or say that, like, any video game gives you a warrior spirit because uh, I don't I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it just does it. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make you look like an independent warrior like you think it is, dude. It's just gonna make everybody be like, wow, he really thinks Bed Wars makes him a Navy SEAL. And on top of that, your teacher does not deserve to get attacked at all for, like, b basically any reason. Obviously, before someone's like, what if your teacher smacks you? Okay, yeah, exonerating circumstance. But if your teacher just gives you a nice project to try to let you talk about your passion and you do this, you suck. So, uh, the first person you gotta know is the spoiled dude. And I'm gonna name him Braxton for the purpose of this story, just because that's a relatively spoiled name. You know, I'm not saying that every single Braxton is spoiled, but I would say, like, a majority of Braxtons are. It's just one of those names. It's like Brad. I'm sure there's some nice Brads out there, but Braxtons, I say you got a seven. 70-30 ratio. 70% are gonna be spoiled, 30% are gonna be cool. If you're watching this, I guess you're in the 30%. Congratulations. Anyways, this particular Braxton was a super douche Maximus level of spoiled. Basically just loved to tell everyone that the school that they were attending was named after his grandpa, and his grandpa had a jet, and you know, just had all this money and cars, and that made him better than everybody. And would literally flex the fact that his parents were getting like a new car every year and somehow that made him better than everyone in the school. And I just don't understand this dude's flexing scale. Cause like if your grandpa has a jet, why are you flexing your parents' new car, you know? I'm just saying, Jet definitely beats car. And on top of that, I don't feel like the most financially responsible people are buying a new car every year. Little life wisdom I'm gonna drop on you guys. Always buy a car that's, like, used. If you really want something super new, still go a year or two old. Cars are a depreciating asset, alright? That means they lose value quickly. If you look at the difference between, like, a BMW that's brand new and a BMW that's one year old, you will have your mind blown. So, uh, I think flexing the fact that you always buy a new car tells me that you're dumb, but at the same time, I don't have a jet, so maybe I should shut up. As Braxton would refer to me, I'm just one of the poors who, uh, has to wait in line at TSA security with the rest of the normal people while he and the fam smuggle cocaine on the PJ, baby. Let's go. I'm not accusing Braxton of drug smuggling. That was a joke. Sorry, DEAA. Agents. Anyways, the dude was just always flexing, thought he was better than everybody because the family had money, and he had the same six hour as this subscriber. And the six hour was the last class of the day, and it just so happened that it was a math class with a very meek teacher. A little bit of a shy guy, if you will. The type of individual who probably shouldn't be a teacher, like he just didn't have the right personality for it. He was the definition of a pushover. The students would just walk all over him. He couldn't control the class, let alone teach it very well. 
well. And honestly, the person who sent this to me said they felt bad for the guy because he just had the wrong personality type for teaching. I feel like being a teacher is a lot like being a prison guard, and I happen to be an expert on being a prison guard because I watched an episode of Dirty Jobs about it. I don't know if there was actually a Dirty Jobs episode about being a prison guard, but if there was, that's, that's a weird episode. Either way, I just feel like, you know, being a prison guard, being a teacher, if you show any weakness, I'm guessing the inmates or the students are just gonna eat you alive. And this dude was showing a lot of weakness and didn't really have control on the class, so he was being eaten alive. And we're gonna name him Mr. Remington for the purpose of the story. And Braxton and Mr. Remington, these guys did not get along. They clashed. If you put two trains on the same track driving towards each other, when they eventually reached each other, they would crash. That's kind of what their personality were like. Braxton didn't really respect anyone already and you could just kind of walk all over Mr. Remington and he wouldn't do anything about it so that's what happened quite often. In fact Braxton respected the dude so little that he would just get up in the middle of his class while he was teaching and just walk out without permission and the entire time the teacher would be like hey what are you doing come back you can't leave class and he would just ignore him like he didn't exist as if the teacher was straight up on ghost mode and just walk out of the class and he had started to do this at like a couple months into the school year and he had done it probably three four days in a row and the teacher didn't really do a whole lot I mean he had tried but it had been a pretty pathetic attempt of like hey don't leave which listen man all right the first time someone gets up and starts walking out of class you say hey you don't leave and you don't expect them to leave I get it if it's like the third day in the row with the dude walking out of class clearly he doesn't care too much if you say hey man don't leave it's probably time for another maneuver but like I said the teacher didn't really understand how to keep control of the class so he just got like progressively more annoyed with the fact that Braxton would leave class and was disrespecting him and so obviously if he had been doing it for a few days Friday was approaching and it was a Friday on this particular day when everybody came in and sat down to uh, get ready for the math class and the teacher instead of doing his normal just jumping into the lesson passing out the worksheet passing out passing out whatever same thing he decides to uh, talk to the class for a little bit and he starts to say that even though they might not like the way that he teaches this class he was still the teacher and they had to respect him and so there would be no more walking out of class early. It didn't matter if they had a reason or not. It just wasn't going to be allowed. And the entire class is kind of like, okay, thank you for telling me this. I've never left class early. It's very obvious this is directed squarely at Braxton, but you know... Teachers just really be on that sometimes. Like, if you got problems with one student, pull them aside and say, I don't like the way you've been doing this. Lecturing the entire class just makes them feel united against the enemy. And you don't want that, especially if you're already having trouble controlling the class, man. Anyways, Braxton, not the sharpest tool in the shed, is still somehow sharp enough to figure out that he's talking about him. And so he kind of says something along the lines of like, well, if you weren't so boring of a teacher, I wouldn't feel like leaving your class early all the time. And obviously that gets a little bit of a laugh out of some of the students because, you know, you just don't expect someone to say that. And the teacher's kind of caught off guard a little bit. And Braxton's being egged on by people laughing. But Braxton isn't like a comedian. He had just kind of said something mean that happened to be funny. So he decides to up the ante even more and says something like, you're such a pathetic person, I'm surprised you can keep control of any of your classes. And no one really laughs at that one, because that one crossed the line of, like, funny mean to just kind of like, ah, I don't know, man. Listen, like I said, the subscribers said that he felt bad for the dude. Calling him pathetic was just kind of out of pocket, and on top of it, he still is a teacher. Like, listen, I understand on this story time channel, we talk about crazy teachers from time to time. For the most part, 99.9% .9 of teachers 
are just hardworking people doing their job who just want to like teach you the subject they're teaching you and go home to their family you don't really need to be making their job any harder like it's just completely unnecessary 99.9 percent .9 of the time but braxton is now kind of on a roll so he's like yeah what are you gonna do man and the teacher bless his soul starts trying to like argue back with him and says you can't talk to me like that and braxton says something along the lines of what do you mean i can't talk to you like that i'm pretty sure this school is named after my grandpa so i'll talk to anybody however i please and finally the teacher says something back along the lines of like just because your grandpa was a great man doesn't mean that you're one and everyone kind of laughs back not because it's an incredible insult it's not the greatest ever but because he had never like defended himself before so people are just oh he said something back and at that point braxton decides to be mr tough guy and try to leave the class as he has earlier for like the last few days but this time mr remington is not vibing with it and he goes and he stands in between him and the door and braxton starts yelling at him he's like get out of my way like let me out of here and the teacher says no you're not gonna leave the class go sit down and Braxton starts going off about how, you know, if he doesn't move, he's really gonna regret it. He hasn't even seen his mean insults yet. Which, listen, uh, I don't think is that scary of an insult. Like, imagine someone physically blocking your way, and you just start yelling at them, I'm gonna really insult you unless you move. Like, okay, man, they're physically blocking you. You can sit there and yell at them all day. You're still in the classroom. And obviously, the teacher doesn't move at this point. And he says, listen, I've been cool with you all week. I've just been saying something. I can't keep letting you leave. At some point, you have to learn to respect me as a teacher so you can't leave. And, you know, you think that would be relatively fair. I haven't said anything about you leaving, but, like, obviously I have to put my foot down. But Braxton is not having any of it, and he decides to start going off at the teacher saying that he's poor, you know, he'll never be able to afford a new car like his parents, which has to be one of the dumbest insults ever. Haha, ha, I bet you'll never be able to afford a new car like my parents. It's like, alright man, cool. It's just not that great, especially because we all know teachers aren't rolling in the money. Like, that's not even that big of an insult. Obviously, when the guy took the teaching job, he was kind of accepting the fact that he was never gonna drive a Ferrari. I don't think he's delusional. Anyways, Mr. Remington is prepared for a response this time and when he's going off about how he'll never be able to afford a new car like his parents he cuts off Braxton and says you know what I'm perfectly okay with never being able to afford a new car if it means my kid doesn't end up anything like you and obviously because of the fact that he had been so shy before the entire class just starts doing uh the over-the-top reaction you only get in the school classroom setting oh oh my god you got destroyed oh yo mr. Remington just dropped a nuke on this dude he called in the 25 kill streak I swear he learned to spawn noob tube got 11 kills off rip called in the chopper gunner my goodness this dude is insane 27 KD I'm not saying I witnessed it but I I heard from a dude who heard from a dude who heard from his uncle's cat's lizard that uh, Mr. Remington can walk on water with how sick his insults are. And Braxton is obviously embarrassed because, you know, it's one thing to get dumpstered on by a teacher, period. It's another thing to get dumpstered on by the teacher that's known for being super chill and shy. And he's not having any of it, so he's like, starts to imply that it was a bigger insult than it was. He starts being like, are you saying that my parents shouldn't love me? And obviously that's not what he's saying, and Mr. Remington doesn't really get caught too off guard by that and he says no that's obviously not what I was saying I'm just saying you're a handful in class I can't imagine having to parent you 
it would be exhausting. I already have enough trouble trying to control uh, kids like you for an hour a day. Being your parent would be one of the most exhausting experiences ever. And obviously everybody laughs again. And at this point, Braxton is turning red because the crowd's not on his side anymore, you know? Even a lot of people in this class aren't the biggest fans of Braxton because they've been repeatedly called poor and stupid. And, uh, you know, they're so much dumber than him. They'll never own a new car, which he's bizarrely obsessed with. He's probably like the biggest Fast and Furious fan ever. You know when there's a new Fast and Furious coming out and you're kind of like, wow, another one? How many of these are they going to make? 30 of them? It's because Braxton literally goes to the theater day in and day out buying out theaters to make sure it becomes like one of the top grossing movies of all time. The amount of money that this dude has probably spent on Fast and Furious merch and movie tickets alone has bought Vin Diesel many cars. Regardless, the only problem with being that mean to everyone in your class is when the teacher starts to roast you, they're gonna love it even more. No one's gonna be like, Oh man, you're being so mean. Oh. So Braxton finally decides to go push past him, and the teacher doesn't move, and he's like, Move out of the way of the door now! And he puts his hands on the teacher. And at that point, Mr. Remington, like, does this swim move type of thing, gets his arm off of him and says, You go sit down right now! You're not leaving the class! And if you don't go sit down, then I'm about to call the office and tell them that you put your hands on a teacher! And guess what? They're gonna have to punish you, cause as you love to remind everyone, this school's named after your grandpa. Can't have the kid the school's named after being a moron hitting teachers now, can you? And at that point, Braxton literally stops in his tracks, bro, is frozen. I don't know if it was with fear or if he was trying the Jurassic Park tactic of like when a T-Rex gets mad, you just stay still and hope their sight's based on movement. I don't know if it was just because no one had ever heard this dude yell before that they were all flabbergasted by it. But he literally stops and then turns around and goes and sits down. And at that point, the teacher standing by the door looking victorious. It's probably the biggest W this guy's ever taken, you know? And so Braxton sits down and the teacher walks back up to the front of the class and he's like all right now that we've got that settled does everyone understand that they're not leaving the class anymore and everyone is like yeah we understand obviously not wanting to be on the receiving end of whatever had just happened and the class goes back to normal for about 10 minutes you know and you would think 10 minutes is enough time for like Braxton to cool off a little bit maybe not be as angry but no the entire 10 minutes that everything had chilled out this dude is plotting his revenge he's like an angry person that just doesn't want to leave your life. Imagine you wrong someone in like the third grade, you know? Oh, you cheated during tag on the playground. And they spent the next like 15 years planning revenge to mess up your Starbucks order. And then when they mess it up, they're like, ha, do you remember me? And you're like, no, I don't. Cause I don't remember everyone I played tag with in third grade. Like that is how petty this dude was being for 10 minutes, just sitting there stewing about it, deciding how he was going to ruin the class, make this guy look like an idiot. And I'm not saying that there's like rules to arguing, right? No one has ever written down, here's how you argue. But I feel like the rules of engagement implied are just kind of, if you're gonna bring up something randomly long after it's been settled and everybody thinks it's done, you better have a pretty good reason. Like if you're going to be sitting there stewing for 10 minutes all pissed off and then restart the argument, you better have a good argument, you know? I, like I said, I don't think that's written down, but I'm pretty sure we all agree. If you just got your butt kicked in an argument and then 15 minutes later go, another thing, Chuck E. Cheese does have good pizza. Like, you just look even dumber, you know? If anything, 
just let it go. If you don't have a solid argument and it's been 10 minutes, even if you've been sitting there pissed off, let it go. Because if you come out of like a long halftime intermission thing, you know, they raised the curtains, told everyone to go get some water, it's halftime or whatever, and then you come back into the argument with some weak stuff, everyone's gonna think even less of you. Anyways, after thinking for 10 minutes, he just randomly blurts out, at least my shoes match. And obviously, everybody's really confused, so they all are looking at him. And even the teacher's kind of confused on what he means, so he's like, what? And he said earlier, when we were going back and forth, you know, you may have, like, said some insults, but at least my shoes match. And the teacher, confused at the front of the class, looks down and has no clue what this guy's talking about because his shoes do match. And he's like, huh? And then he just blurts out again, at least my shoes match. And at this point, one of the other students who's listening to this goes, bro, what are you talking about? Because, like, it just makes no sense. Imagine, man, you're just sitting in silence in the class. No one's really talking. At least my shoes match. And then, like, the teacher's shoes do match. And you're just confused as to why he would even say it then. And so the teacher points out again, like, okay, I hear you, but my shoes do match. And he says, no, they match each other, but they don't match your outfit. And he goes, you really sat there for 10 minutes to think of the fact that my shoes don't match my outfit? And instead of realizing that he's being made fun of, Braxton goes, yeah, I did. And I think at this point, Mr. Remington had gotten his confidence back. You know, sure, he had been beaten down by all the students. Never show weakness to the prisoners. But now he's feeling it. He knows he can, like, roast Braxton and people will laugh. So he says, like, Braxton, do you think you're some sort of fashion expert? And he says, yes, I think I am. And the teacher just asks him, okay, then why did it take you 10 minutes to realize that my shoes don't match my outfit? If you're an expert, wouldn't that have been a little quicker? And obviously everybody laughs a little bit. And so he says, like, listen, man, if you're going to sit there and try to think of an insult for 10 minutes, it better be better than my shoes don't match my outfit, because I can live with that. I can always change my shoes. I called you annoying. There's not much you can do about that one. Which, listen, is definitely a little bit mean, starting to cross the line of what a teacher should say. But that being said, it's also funny. I mean, listen, this dude's been talking crap to this guy all year, leaving his classroom. I feel like he's allowed to roast him a little bit. And it's a fair point, you know? I can always change my shoes. I can always learn more about fashion. You can't be less annoying if that's just who you are. Anyways, at this point, Braxton's been embarrassed twice. The entire class is still laughing at him, so he goes to leave again. But Mr. Remington, riding the confidence, gets between him and the door and says, No, you're not leaving. And Braxton just, like, stops, drops his backpack, and everybody thinks that he's about to fight the teacher, right? You know, that's the move. You challenge somebody, drop the backpack, all right, the fists are about to start flying. But instead, he just kind of, like, takes a step back, and I don't know if he had been playing too much Skyrim lately. I don't know if he thought this was, like, a super intimidation move, but he kind of slams his foot down and screams at the same time, so he's, like, leaning into the scream. Little bit of a fusra, blah, 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 but instead of sending the teacher flying through the door he just goes move out of my way and honestly i don't know what he expected because he had his eyes closed when he was yelling but when he opened his eyes you know the teacher's still standing there because believe it or not he did not have the magical ability to like scream something at somebody and have them just instantly listen that'd be a weird mutant power like no one listens to anything you say but if you yell it at a loud enough decibel they have to obey your command put the money in the cash register Anyways, he doubles down and says, I said move out of my way. And Mr. Remington just replies, and I say no. 
And at that point, they just kind of have a little bit of a staring contest. I don't know if it was just like whoever blinked first was going to win or what, but they're just kind of standing there staring at each other. And Braxton finally decides to like back down and go back to his seat. But he's not going to admit that he's backing down. So he says something along the lines of like, whatever, there's only six minutes of class left anyways. It's not worth dealing with you or something like that. And he goes back and sits down. And listen, you can take that copium all you want, whatever. There's only six minutes left of class. You've tried to flee twice, and twice you've been turned back, man. You're not doing too hot. I just would really love to know what went through his mind when he decided to go, like, yell at him. All right, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm being embarrassed enough in this class. I don't have to sit there and take it. Ah, he's blocked the door. I know, I'm just going to yell. Obviously, he'll have to move, and then everyone who's watching this situation will think it's way less cringe. Even if he did move, bro, I still feel like the whole foot slam scream thing was pretty cringe. It reminded me more of somebody that was, like, trying to get a golden ticket Willy Wonka moment rather than someone that was actually making a good argument. I want the chocolate factory! All right, whatever, go eat some, like, floating bubble gum. That entire factory is just a death trap, bro. So many things just floating around that can just, like, yeet somebody. But he goes back to his seat and sits down and miraculously for the next six minutes somehow keeps his mouth shut. I'm saying miraculously because the dude obviously didn't learn his lesson the first time, so who would have thought the second time did the trick? I'm pretty sure the saying goes third time's the charm, unfortunately. Uh, the class only had six minutes left. Maybe if we gave him 20 minutes this time to think of an insult, he would have come up with something such as your shirt is the wrong size and or I don't like the way those glasses frame your face. With enough time to think, the guy truly could have insulted him in ways unimaginable to us mere mortals who have to stand in line at the TSA. Either way, man, I'm not gonna lie, alright? I, I don't fly very often. I would rather fly on a normal jet and stand in security lines than be this cringe. If this is what it means, if having a jet means I'm as cringe as Braxton, I'm okay. And you know what? Maybe that's a little bit of coping from me, but let me have it. None of us are getting a jet. Who cares? The bell rang, everybody leaves, and within, like, the next mm, 27 minutes, it was the last class of the day. Everybody had kind of heard about it. Everyone in the class had been like, dude, Braxton got roasted. Because it wasn't just this class he had been acting super entitled in. Nay, nay, nay. He was kind of known around the school for being a little bit obnoxious. Like, he was kind of known for rubbing it in that the school was named after his grandpa to everyone, the new car obsession, saying how much richer he was than everybody, so when everybody started hearing that, like, he had embarrassed himself and looked a fool messing with the teacher, people were kind of talking about it and laughing about it, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, alright? That being said, it's just going to happen. If a teacher just eviscerates somebody like that, chances are people are gonna talk about it. To combat people knowing about this, you would think you've kind of got two options. You can either just lean into it and be like, yeah, I got destroyed, wasn't my best moment, haha. Or you can go the route I wouldn't recommend and just start trying to fight everybody that brings it up. And that's the route that Braxton ended up going down anytime somebody would mention it or like quote something the teacher said. He would just start getting into screaming matches with them and he wasn't very good at insulting other people either. And for whatever reason, he would always do like his stomp scream. So the next few weeks, there was a lot of yelling. And after that, everyone kind of got over it and just dropped it. That's the way the ball bounces. You're only the hot topic for like a week or two. People People would mention it every now and then, but obviously, as time goes on, people just cared less and less. 
And beyond that, after that school year, no one really mentioned it again. It wasn't like something that stuck with him forever. I don't think he necessarily deserved that. Everybody's got a bad moment. I'm sure I've looked stupid in an argument before. But yeah, you can't be surprised when you're running around calling everybody poor that for the next few weeks after that, you got a little bit of crap for it. As for the teacher, everybody else kind of respected him more after that. Not a crap ton, you know? They still didn't do their homework, but they weren't as obnoxious about, like, interrupting the class. Which, uh, I think goes to show that teaching and being a prison guard is basically the same thing. You just can't show weakness. Once you stand up to them, they'll respect you. I bet you someone in the comments is like, Actually, being a prison guard is, uh, not like being a teacher. It's called a joke, guys, alright? Obviously, being a prison guard is different than being a teacher. Concepts are kind of the same, though. I'm just saying. A bunch of people in a place they don't want to be and you're in charge of them for like an eight-hour shift. So like I said, this story time was sent in to me and this particular person had to go to like one of the parent-teacher after-school things that they do at the start of the year. They're not in school anymore. This was a while ago. But basically, your mom, you, your dad, you, whoever's gonna go with you, you just go to all of your classes for 15 minutes. They meet the teacher, do a little explanation of this is what the class is, this is what we're gonna do all that stuff the parents go wow your teacher seems so nice you go on your way it's pretty boring for the most part because you know it's just parents asking questions about schooling and you're just sitting there awkwardly but whatever he was at this parent teacher conference demonstration get to know them thing with his mom and most of the teachers were being pretty lame but there was one teacher that he was excited about to have for the year he was like a young teacher fresh out of college and was pretty cool compared to most teachers. I feel like teaching is one of those things. If somebody's new to teaching, they still got the love for it, you know? They're like, oh man, I'm gonna make teaching awesome. By year 30, they're like, all right, as long as you guys uh, don't die for the next 45 minutes, I'm gonna put my head down and take a little nap. But this teacher was pretty cool. He had just gotten out of college. He played video games. So a lot of the kids liked him and he was excited for his mom to see how the class worked. So whatever, they get into that classroom and the teacher makes a joke at the beginning of his little presentation and most of the parents laughed. But there was one dad sitting like two rows away that made an audible like ugh sound when the guy made a joke. Which, hey, maybe it wasn't his sense of humor, that's fair. He's like, oh, I didn't think that joke was very funny. But there's no reason to make an audible noise if you don't like somebody's joke. Imagine that, some guy's just about to do a presentation in front of like 70 strangers. Alright guys, uh, I've never done this before. Oh, get off the stage! It's not a stage, I'm just a teacher trying to do a presentation. I don't care, get off of it! But for whatever reason, the dad just seemed incredibly upset that this teacher had dared to try to make a joke. But the teacher doesn't really notice and starts talking about his class, which is what he's supposed to do. He was a government teacher and he's talking about how, like, he wants kids to learn about the government and how it works, because one day they're gonna run it, blah, 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 all that teacher stuff that they say. And then he he gets to a point where he says one thing that I do a little bit differently than other teachers at this school is I don't give out homework which is a pretty cool thing to do I feel like most teachers that I had when I was in school didn't really have that mindset it was more like how do I give as much homework as humanly possible I want you to be thinking about my class nine hours a day so I'm gonna make sure
sure that I give you enough work to do 12 hours of homework just to get a little bit of extra out of you. But if you have six classes giving you 12 hours or hours of homework, you're pretty screwed. I don't know. My teachers were big fans of homework, but this particular teacher didn't like it. And he was telling the parents that he didn't believe in homework because he had hated it when he was in school and it had made him a lot less passionate about the subjects and he didn't want that to happen with his class. Plus, he knew that a lot of other teachers were homework heavy, so by not giving them homework, it gave them more time to focus on other classes, and he felt like the time he had during the class was enough to teach people about the government. And that's a very cool thing to do. Like, honestly, that's a pretty cool teacher move. Be like, all right, I can teach you guys proficiently in the hour they give me. I don't have to give a ton of homework. It's better for the kids. The other teachers are still going to give a lot of homework. You're going to get respect from the students because they're going to be like, this guy's making my life easier at least and most of the parents were cool with it a couple of them were like oh that's really awesome that's cool of you but the dad that didn't like the joke at the beginning of the parent teacher conference apparently really really hated the fact that his daughter wasn't going to be getting flooded with homework you mean i'm gonna have to spend time with the kid it won't be doing homework every day for hours on end what the heck i'm not all right with this that's not what he said but the dad like raised his hand which is hilarious i don't know why it's always so funny to me when an adult raises their hand but it's just a funny sight that was the polite thing to do i, I guess you should raise your hand but imagine just like a 50 year old man raising his hand waiting for permission to speak i don't know why it's just kind of a funny image and the teacher asks him okay what's up and he starts to ask why he doesn't do homework and so the teacher just kind of re-explains what he had already explained about well when I was in school I really hated homework it would make me not like the classes as much I don't want them to do that with my class so I don't give homework and it was like that answer just did not compute in this dad's brain because he's like okay but don't they need to do homework to learn the stuff and the teacher is like, no, they don't. I learned plenty of things and I didn't always do my homework, so I just don't believe it's necessary. And even if, for whatever reason, you're a parent out there and you're super pro-homework, you just love the idea of your kid getting a bunch of extra work at the end of the day, that's a pretty fair reasoning, is like, I don't think my class needs it, they get enough, and I don't want them to hate my class. You might not agree, but it's pretty fair. But this dad starts to be like, oh, are you sure that that's why you don't assign them homework and the teacher's obviously confused because that's what he said so what do you mean am i sure that that's why i'm not assigning homework and the dad basically accuses the teacher of being a young idiot who doesn't know what he's doing, who was only not assigning homework so he would have less stuff to grade. Which, even if that is the case, bro, the kids don't care. I promise you every single student in that classroom was very okay with the idea of not getting homework, even if it was because he didn't want to grade it. But the teacher is getting defensive because no teacher would like to be told that they're lazy and don't want to do something, and he's like I have nothing against grading homework trust me I have a lot of things to grade they do a lot in class I just don't think that I need to send home extra work and I don't understand why that upsets you and a couple of the other parents in attendance kind of come to the teacher's aid they're not overtly attacking the dad that's all pissed off but they start talking to the dad about you know think about the kids they're getting so much homework from these other classes I think it's a nice idea that he gives them a class where they don't have to worry about it as long as they're learning about the government 
And even a couple of the students that were there with their parents are like, honestly, this class is the one that I learned the most in because I look forward to it, so I pay attention. All the classes that flood me with homework, I just don't really want to be there, so I'm not paying total attention. So everyone's kind of defending the teacher. And the dad at that point thought that, oh man, everyone's against me. Because he starts saying that, like, I don't know why everyone in this classroom is ganging up on me. Did you guys have a meeting or something before this that if anyone tried to attack the teacher, you would defend him? Yeah, bro. Everybody at this parent-teacher conference had a meeting last night and said, specifically when this dude shows up, he's going to get pissed off. So let's just really defend the teacher. Everybody's got that much free time on their hands. I, I don't know why anyone would think it's that important, dude. Like, this parent-teacher conference itself isn't that important, let alone trying to, like, organize a protest to defend the teacher for not giving homework. No one did that. And obviously the other parents that are getting accused of colluding with the teacher kind of reject the idea and tell him he's being ridiculous. And at that point, the teacher is just over it and tells the dad that he should probably just leave because he's not going to like the rest of the speech and he doesn't really feel like it's comfortable for anyone else. And the dad is like, oh, you're telling me to leave right now? This is my daughter's class. You have no right to tell me that I can't stay here. And the teacher tells him, well, you, you say you hate the way I teach. You say the hate the way that I'm doing everything. So I don't know why you would want to stay. I'm letting you know that if you stay, you're going to hate the way that I teach my class. And you're not going to like any of this. So you should just leave. And at that point, the dad stands up out of the desk, which, once again, probably a very funny sight, just a grown-up sitting in a school desk standing up. And he starts walking up to the teacher. And the teacher says, don't come up to me, like, stay away from me. And the dad's having none of it. He's seeing red, and he's like, you're gonna disrespect me in front of all these people. I'm not gonna take it. I don't know who you think you are. And he's getting closer to the teacher. And the teacher does the thing where you put your hands up, not, like, all the way, but kind of by your shoulders. The whole, hey, I'm not a threat thing. Please don't come at me. I don't want any trouble. I feel like that's the universal kind of symbol for that. The, the hands kind of up. And the dad keeps coming at him. So the guy's hands are up. It's not like he's in a position to fight him. But the dad screams out, are you trying to hit me? And then swings on the teacher. And I think personally, obviously I'm not the dad that hit him, so I don't know for sure, that he said that to try to convince people that the guy was going to swing on him first, so it was self-defense. Only problem is everybody is watching, and he hits the teacher, and he does connect, it hits him. But you would think that if you're going to get up out of the desk, storm up to the teacher, and hit them, you would know what you're doing, dude. Like, you should never hit the teacher. I don't advocate for violence, I don't advocate for hitting the teacher. But if you're going to go ahead and attack someone in front of a bunch of people, you should know how to punch. You might as well make it like what you think's gonna happen in your head. Well, this dude storms it to the teacher, hits him, does connect on his face, and the teacher just doesn't even, like, ow. He just kind of is standing there, and he goes, Sir, did you just hit me? Which has to be one of the most ego-draining things somebody could say after you hit them in the face. Like, imagine you are so pissed off, you're angry. That's it! I'm gonna hit you! You punch someone in the face as hard as you can, all your might. You are trying to do a Dragon Ball Z anime arc level punch. And you hit the person in the face. Wabow! Power of a thousand suns! And they just look at you and go, Did you just hit me? My goodness, that would have to suck the wind out of your sails. It would suck the wind out of your soul at that point. 
nothing would make you weaker than a situation like that, dude. Like, feel weaker. Hiya! Oh, wow. <laughs> that kind of tickled. But the dad doesn't keep swinging. He doesn't keep hitting him. And a bunch of other parents at that point get up and separate them. And everyone's yelling at him, like, why did you hit the teacher? What's wrong with you? And now he's getting mad at everyone, because I don't know, he thought everyone was going to be on his side. Pretty stupid idea. Okay, here's my plan. I'm going to punch the teacher that just said he's not going to assign homework, so that way the kids have more free time. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, that's what we wanted. Knock him out. In fact, that's not enough. Keep punching him. Go, go, go. No one was gonna be on your side, bro. I don't think anyone's gonna see you just punch some poor dude in the face and be like, Oh, that guy's cool. I love when people just start hitting others. And either way, once the dads have them split apart and they're holding him back, he hadn't swung on the teacher again, but now that he's being held back, he starts going all tough guy drama mode. Oh, you're lucky that they're holding me back right now. I want to keep fighting you, but they're holding me back, and you're so lucky that they're holding me back. And it seems like he's struggling against the people that are holding him back, but it's obvious to everyone watching that he's struggling just enough to look like he's struggling, but not enough to actually break free, trying to save his own ego. At that point, everyone in the room already hates you. You're just pretending like you're gonna go beat him up to try to save whatever ego you have left in your brain. The teacher, though, doesn't get let it get to him. You know, he's not like, oh my gosh, I just got hit. If anything, he's so calm that it starts to mess with the dad a little bit because while he's screaming out that like they should let him go so he can fight him again he gets a lot quieter when he realizes that the guy's not intimidated at all he's not afraid he's not like keep him away from me probably because the punch was so weak as i said the teacher asked him did you just hit me i don't know if it was out of shocker because he genuinely wasn't sure but what even if they do let you go you're gonna run over to him and like gently tap him on the face with your knuckles i don't think he would be afraid of that and the teacher is so calm that he just walks over to the desk picks up the phone calls the administration and says yeah we have an incident one of the parents just hit me in the face yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Please send someone. Which on the other end was probably really confusing. They're just chilling in the office. Ah, I love the parent-teacher conference day. Nothing really happens. All the parents are here, so everyone's on their best behavior. There's gonna be no fights because it would be absurd for a parent to get in fight while just meeting the teacher. Ring, ring. Oh, hello? Someone punched you in the face? Really? Are you messing with me? I'll be right there. Either that or they were hyped to go. They were like, oh man, nothing's happened all day. Sweet, we get to go arrest somebody's dad. And as soon as the teacher calls the office and lets the guy know that people are coming down to deal with the situation, he stops struggling against the people holding him back to, like, go fight the teacher. And instead, he starts struggling against them to just get out of the door. It was like a little kid who's acting all bad when they think no one's around and then they find out that someone's gonna tell their mom. And they just start doing anything they can to get away. Like, please don't tell my mom! That's basically what's going on. He's trying to get away and he's yelling out, full-grown man who just punched a teacher i don't want to see the principal i don't want to see the principal you should have thought about that before you punched the teacher in the face you want to know a guaranteed way to not have to deal with the principal don't hit the teacher i know i know crazy and while all this is going on it's even more embarrassing because his daughter is just standing there yelling at him asking why he has to embarrass her everywhere they go and why he couldn't just keep it together for one day 
which I do feel bad for her, dude. Imagine this being your parent. Everywhere you go, he tries to fight someone. You're like, okay, you can come to my parent-teacher conference. Just please do not fight my teacher. Can you at least promise me that, dad? Like, you won't fight my teacher? Yeah, sure, no problem. He punches the teacher every time. We go to Wendy's. You hit the drive-thru worker. We go to Lowe's. You start knocking out the guy mixing paint. Remember the one time we tried to ride the bus and then you caused an accident because you put the driver in a chokehold? You can't do this everywhere we go. But the dad's struggling. He finally gets out of the hold of the people, though, and he runs out the door before the principal can get there, and they see him run out of the end of the hallway, which is these double doors that lead to the parking lot. So they're aware that he's going to leave, but he left behind his kid, bro. Pretty important thing. So the daughter's standing there, and she's like, my dad left. And one of the other parents is like, okay, well, we can give you a ride home. And she's like, okay, thank you. And obviously, everybody's like, this was absurd. He literally ran away so fast that he made a, such a quick getaway, he forgot the kid. Pretty important thing to forget. And everybody was asking the teacher if he was okay. And the teacher finally started talking about it and was like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't know what that guy's problem was, though. I didn't realize that not giving homework was so unpopular. And all the parents kind of laughed a little bit. And they were like, no, no, please don't. Like, it's okay. We don't agree with him. We don't know why he did that. Even if he disagreed with you, it's not okay to hit you. Which is my opinion. I guess technically you're allowed to love homework. It's, it's your right. As an American, you can believe what you want. You can be super pro-homework. Get a bumper sticker that says, I love homework. Get a flag. Fly it above your house 90 feet in the air saying, homework, homework. I don't care. But there's no reason to punch someone in the face for disagreeing on something like that, dude. Like, that's such a stupid thing. Imagine. What do you like better, construction paper or notebook paper? And you answer whatever you answer and the person just starts hitting you in the face because you disagreed? That's how stupid this entire situation was. Either way, the principal finally gets to the class and asks what happened, and a bunch of parents give statements, say what happened, they make sure the teacher's okay, and then they just turn to the daughter who was left behind and they ask for her dad's name, and of course she gives it over. So they're like, all right, we're gonna go to the office, we'll take care of it, blah, 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 hope everything's okay. And uh, around that time, it was time for them to move on to the next classroom. So the daughter, who had been left by the dad at the school, does go with her friend and uh, her friend's mom to her class, and then they're going to take her home. So she's not, like, stuck at the school. She's not going to be abandoned. But still, he really left the kid. He said, look, I'm going to punch the teacher, and then I'm going to make my getaway. And as a diversion, I'll just leave my kid behind. They'll never be able to chase me while dealing with that at the same time. Either way, the day ends. People start talking about it. The tale of the dad who punched the teacher in the face. It was kind of all the talk of the school, but whatever. The person who sent this to me on the next school day goes into class where the teacher had, uh been punched in the face and on his desk is the biggest edible arrangement he has ever seen bro it was like they basically took an entire fruit farm stuck it in a basket and sent it over and there was a huge card on the top that said i'm sorry and so everybody sits down for class and uh the teacher gets up to start teaching but before he starts teaching he's like hey do you guys like my edible arrangement and they all start laughing they're like yeah i've never seen a bigger edible arrangement that's 
so funny. Who is it from? Like, what is it for? Why is it an apology? And the teacher just smiles and he goes, oh, it's from my biggest fan, the guy who punched me in the face. Bro, this dad had gone to the parent-teacher conference, gotten so mad about homework that he needed to punch the teacher, goes through with it, hits the teacher, runs away before the principal gets there, leaves his kid behind, and then decides, ah, I know just the thing that'll make this right. At that point, I feel like the only way you can make it right is, like, never show up to the school again or change schools. Those are really your two options. But in his mind, he says, everyone will just forgive me as long as I send a really big edible arrangement. You know, you can punch anyone in the face as long as you send an apology watermelon right after. The class had to laugh at it, though, because you kind of have to just like roll your eyes at someone that's that stupid i'm sorry for punching you in the face but i got you an edible arrangement either way i'm uh sure it was a pretty interesting year for the teacher just because every time he got an email from that parent he was like oh yeah remember when you punched me in the face I don't know, I would just recommend avoiding punching people in the face, especially if it's just a teacher doing their job, and especially if it's a, just a teacher doing their job by not assigning homework. Alright, so this is something that I ended up witnessing about two weeks ago. I took my car in for an oil change and had some other stuff that needed to get fixed on it, and, uh, you know, I was gonna be stuck there for a couple hours, so I would just ended up walking around the dealership looking at cars, because cars are cool, and, you know, I had nothing better to do other than look at my phone. Had gotten kind of bored of that, so so I just started walking around looking at all the cars in the showroom, and as I was doing that, I ended up hearing a little bit of a commotion, and so I look over to see what's going on, and I see a bunch of workers opening the doors, like the way a car showroom set up, they have these doors that can open where they can drive a car into the showroom. And so I see them opening up the doors, the door opens, I hear an engine, and in rolls this, you know, very, very brand new looking BMW M5. If you're not a car person, it's just like a very fancy car, you know, it's a, it's a very expensive car. And this one in particular that they're rolling into the showroom right now has a big bow on it So, you know, I was assuming it was a gift of some sort And as I'm watching them bring this car into the showroom and assuming that it's gonna be a gift because it has a big bow on it I hear these people walking behind me and they're having a conversation and it's not even like I'm trying to overhear it You know when people are just talking so loud you can't help but overhear their conversation That's kind of what goes on So as I'm watching them open the door and bring this car in I hear some people behind me and the conversation goes a little bit like this well, I just hope that my son wants the car, you know. He was telling me the other day that he wants a coupe, so I hope that he doesn't hate that it's a four-door, which was a little bit confusing to me to hear. The car that they were bringing in, like a BMW M5, is an insane car to give a kid. You know, I, I just googled it, and they start at $105,000, so it's not a Ferrari, it's not a Lambo. That being said, it's insanely expensive to give some unexperienced driver a mortgage to just drive around real quick. I would not want the pressure of a 100000 car, dude. Not to mention, imagine buying someone a $100,000 car and then, like, having a conversation. Oh, I hope that they like it. They told me that they wanted something different, so I hope they don't hate it. Like, if I ended up giving somebody a car that was $100,000, first of all, I've, I've got to be like, you know, this got to be my favorite person on the planet. That's a lot of money. But on top of that, if I gave it to them and they were like, meh, I don't like it. I want something with two doors. I'd be like, yo, that's crazy. I guess you're getting nothing because that's absurd. You better uh, get back there and cry. That better be a fake reaction you just gave me. Me. 
regardless, you know, I overhear this conversation and they end up moving this car and the people that were talking about it end up walking with it over to where the seating area is for people that were waiting. So whatever, I go over there and I sit down. They had a bunch of chairs and like some magazines that you could read while you were waiting for your car to get worked on or if somebody you knew was doing paperwork or whatever. And as I'm sitting there, I started reading some stuff on my phone and I overheard another conversation and it was like, all right, you know, my son's going to be here any minute. I want you to make sure that you film his reaction when he walks in here and sees his car. So I look up and I see like this lady and the same dad that had been talking about the car and this lady has like a, a nice camera and she's like, wow, that's so awesome. You know, I bet you he's going to be so excited. Wow, this is such an incredibly nice car. No way. It's his first one. That's so cool. You know, just kind of hyping him up a little bit and the dad's like, yeah, I think he's going to love it. So uh, like I said, just get ready to film it so you get his reaction. And then this car pulls up and out steps this kid that basically looks like a wannabe TikToker dude. Like if you merged every famous TikToker together and just took like the average of what they would look like, that's basically what this dude looked like. You know, and he walks in and just has this look on his face of like, I'm just annoyed to be here, right? And he sees his dad and he walks over to him and he's like, yo dad, what's up? Why did you tell me that, you know, I needed to come here? And the dad is like, well son, there's something that I want to give you. And he starts to go on this long heartfelt speech, you know, about how the day that his son was born was the best day of his life and he's so proud of him and you know that they've been through a lot as father and son but one thing that they've always bonded over is the fact that they have each other like it was a very sweet speech I can't even lie and at the end he's like you know and now that you're 17 I figured you needed a car of your own so I figured I would get you one so that one is yours and he points to the car that has the bow on it you know the one that I had seen earlier now obviously my parents didn't buy me a hundred thousand dollar car so I can't tell you how I would react but that being said even if tomorrow my parents were like hey we bought you an m5 i would probably cry tears of joy and then poop myself a little bit so you know i was expecting this kid to just start freaking out his dad just told him that he's getting this sick car any car should make you freak out if you're a kid and you get it bro if you get like a 2002 minivan it's still a car it's it's a better car than the one you had yesterday oh yeah because none you know any car is better than no car which is why it was so confusing that it almost looks like the tiktok dude was like upset with the fact that he had gotten his car given to him right now you know his face literally contorted in a frown looking like a a clown trying to be scary who paints on the frown type of vibe and he's just not looking thrilled you can see that he's like arms crossed pouting basically and I'm like oh this is not gonna go well I could tell that from body language alone and that's when he opened his mouth what is this dad it's so ugly it's a parent car what is wrong with you I told you I wanted a two-door coupe what is wrong with you are you listening to me do you need to go back to school or do you know how many doors this has can you count obviously it was a four-door car but i'm just kind of flabbergasted that he's screaming at the dad talking about how ugly it is and like oh you don't listen to me and then he looks at the dad all surprised after his rant as if the dad is supposed to just take that and have absolutely no reaction and before the dad can reply i'm just sitting there stupefied in my chair trying to act like i'm not paying attention and like i i can't believe what i'm hearing i don't understand how you could be upset with this bro like even if you personally don't like the car it's still sick and it's a free car that your parents are giving you and how could you not like it like you know call me nuts but if I didn't have to pay for it I would take any car that anyone gave me like if tomorrow I walked outside and somebody was like hey man do you want this free Toyota Camry I'd still be like whoa this is awesome thank you hell yeah especially if my parents were buying me like a you know a sick sports car I'd be pretty cool with it I wouldn't be too upset I'd be incredibly thankful and that's when the dad starts trying to talk back but instead of telling the kid to just like kick rocks you know he starts trying to explain himself which is not 
nuts to me. I feel like I wouldn't be trying to explain myself. You just don't get the car now. I'll take it. But he starts to tell this kid that, like, yeah, the insurance on a coupe would be too high because it's a two-door. You know the insurance would be higher for you on that. And listen, man, like, I will say, I think buying your kid a $100,000 car is stupid. I I just think that's a very dumb move. That being said, if you're going to buy your kid a $100,000 car, the insurance is a funny thing to be upset about. You know, if you're upset about that, you should have gone the Toyota Corolla route. And the kid responds to his dad being like, you can't have a two-door because of the insurance by just screaming at him being like you cheap old man just pay for the insurance which is also not something that I'm supporting bro I don't know why you're screaming at your dad he shouldn't be paying for your insurance at all I think overall this entire car is just a huge mistake I can't believe he'd be telling his dad that he sucks for not being willing to pay for the insurance too I'm pretty sure if your parents buy you the car no questions asked the uh the the thing you have to do is pay for the insurance I just feel like that's a fair trade-off here son I paid the hundred and five thousand dollars for you to have this sick car you just paid a couple hundred a month to drive it you know and it is a point too that like yeah insurance is more expensive in a two-door car especially if you're a guy under 25 insurance just is expensive anyways the dad at that point finally starts to get mad but just not at the sun you know he's like hey turn that camera off turn that camera off because obviously they had been filming this and this is not what they're looking for footage of him being insulted i'm sure so then he looks at his son and he's like are you being serious right now you really aren't happy with this like I thought you were gonna like it and at this point I'm assuming that he's like well if you don't like this and you're gonna be ungrateful then I'll take back the car you know that's what I was expecting him to do but the dad's like are you really don't like this and he's trying to keep it down be quiet the kid does not try to keep it down or be subtle at all though no you absolute buffoon why did you think that this was something I wanted how many times do I have to tell you exactly what I want before you just get it you idiot listen dude like regardless of whether or not I had a bunch of money to be buying my kid a hundred thousand dollar car because it's still really stupid if my kid started calling me a moron in front of a bunch of people because i bought him the wrong car then like i i don't know man i'll just go get it ripped up by that dinosaur that destroys cars i want you to tell me that you're going to get me the car i don't want to hear anything else like that's what the son says next before the dad can open his mouth you know i don't want to hear any more excuses from you until i get the car i wanted instead of whatever that is and he pointed at the car that had the bow on it and then he like stormed out and got on the phone and you know you couldn't really hear what he was saying on the phone but he was talking to whoever was on the other end so loudly that you could hear him like through the glass and so the dad starts to look around and sees a lot of you know workers and people staring because that was very loud and there was literally no way to avoid it and it was just very uncomfortable and he starts screaming at everybody for some reason you know not his kid no 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 yelling there just at everybody looking you guys got me the wrong car I told you I wanted a two-door I want you to change it now stop looking it's not funny and the manager comes out to see what's going on because the workers are kind of like uh what and the manager is like hey man look you already purchased this car talking about the one that had the bow on it you know you can't just return it and he's like well you got me the wrong one and the manager's like no i didn't dude we just sat in my office and did the paperwork for an hour this is the car you picked we had conversation after conversation about why you were getting it you know so listen i i'm more than happy to like talk to you and try to work something out but come on Let's not pretend that I gave you the wrong car. This is definitely the car you picked. Well, you know, my son doesn't want this car. He wants a two-door car, so you need to make that happen. If there's not a brand new two-door car here, then I'm going to be pissed. And the entire time he's screaming at the manager and the workers, I'm really confused. Like, why are you yelling at them, dude? They gave you the car you wanted. They put the bow on it. They moved it into the showroom. They've done everything you've asked. The only reason you have to be mad is because you were a crappy parent. And listen, bro, that's kind of on your shoulders. It's not the random people working
working at the car dealership that have anything to do with your bad parenting. And the manager is like, look, look, okay, I can make a two-door happen, but you're going to have to pay me a fee to restock this car and put it back as new. And on top of that, I'm also going to like hold the fees from the, from the deal. And the dad is like, I don't care what it costs, just make it happen. And obviously, you know, after hearing that, the manager didn't need to be convinced a bunch to A, get the brand new car back and keep money for it, and then B, sell this guy another new car. You know, the manager is probably like, Ayo, this is a bag. Not only do I get to get him out of here, but on top of it, I get to sell him another car. And the fees from, like, buying a car aren't cheap, so if they got to keep those, this man's really out here just making a bunch of money off this dude being mad. And, like, on top of it, now this dude's willing to buy another one. You know, so the dad's screaming there about how they need to make it happen and he doesn't care what the number is he just wants his son to be happy and blah 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 blah. and the manager's like all right man if you say so i feel like that's a very expensive thing to say in a car dealership just make it happen but regardless the dad's like make it happen and storms out to his son to you know talk to him i guess about how everyone here is an idiot because he bought his kid the quote-unquote wrong car at that point my kid would just be walking everywhere bro i don't have a kid but if i did and i bought him a car and he like had this reaction wow son congratulations you've earned the best transportation of all time putting one foot in front of the other that's what you'll be taking everywhere from now on you know I literally giggled when he went outside I wasn't trying to be mean but like just thinking about what would go down if I did that was making me laugh how rich does this guy have to be where like spending a hundred thousand dollar on a car means nothing you know like first of all that's nuts second of all if you are that rich that you're just out here dropping a hundred grand on a car for your son to inevitably wreck in two months and then literally just paying a couple thousand to get a different car than the one you already bought how are you also that angry where you're just screaming at everyone like listen if i'm ever in a position where i'm dropping hundred and five thousand dollars before breakfast that's nuts that's like literally stupid money that is money so dumb it can't spell the word the you know i definitely would not be so angry on the inside that i could still be screaming at managers like whatever okay dude take a little bit longer to fix the car it's fine i'm basically a billionaire okay not really you know what i'm saying though like but if you're dropping hundred and five thousand dollars like it's nothing you got a lot of money only reason you should be that mad is if you're taking out loans to do it anyways for the next little bit the dad and his son are outside and i didn't really hear or see anything i didn't really feel like it i had kind of gotten into clash of clans at that moment you know town hall 13 stressful i had stuff to do regardless after a few minutes they end up coming back into the dealership and this time they look a little bit more united you know as if they had had a little bit of a, a, a peace talk out there and they had realized that if they came together and used their powers to scream at everyone they'd be unbeatable but they come back inside and they're like we need to talk to the manager and the manager goes and takes them to this back room and the back room was like on the other side and it was this glass door but like frosted so you couldn't see in anyways they all went into the back room and around then my car was ready so I went to like talk to the guy in charge of that department to get my keys and you know pay and all that stuff and as I'm checking out talking to this guy we start to hear noise from the back room And we can't really hear exactly what they're saying, but it's definitely obvious that, like, two people are screaming very angrily, and then, like, there's a a little bit of quiet because the other person's not screaming back. So it's pretty obvious that, you know, the son and dad are wombo comboing the manager, and he's just in there trying to 1v2. Apparently, they were still very upset, you know, that the dad had bought a car, and the car that they bought had been delivered or whatever. Even though that's just kind of how it works, man. I don't know why you expected them to bring a two-door car when you bought a four-door one. Why did you guys do that? I don't know, man. You 
signed the paperwork and paid for it. We were just doing what you paid for. Regardless, he was literally freaking out so much that you could just make out faint yelling from the other side of the dealership. And at that point, I wasn't really trying to stick around, you know. I had made a mistake of not going home in the first place while I was sitting here. So obviously, the guy's like, all right, let's get you out of here. I get my keys really quick, and I'm walking out. And I made a joke about, like, oof, that sucks, you know. At least you don't have to deal with that every day. And the guy's like, no, that dude comes in here pretty often, and he's basically always like this. And obviously, at that point, I just had to ask, like, what do you mean? Because this was just hilarious to me. And apparently, about, like, once a month, this dude came into this dealership to buy a car, and then something always went wrong, and it was always that guy's fault. Like, he would buy a, a brown car and then be mad it was brown or whatever. And he would just always end up screaming, like, at everybody, which, once again, how rich are you, bro? Like, you're literally in here buying a car every month, my goodness. And also, another question, if you are in here buying a car every month, and it's always really bad, then, like, why are you still shopping here and giving them your money if you're always having such a horrible experience? Listen, I'm not out here buying a car every month, I don't know anything about that. That being said, if I, like, shopped at a local grocery store and the workers were always really, really mean, I would just stop going there. You know, it just seems kind of dumb to me that you're gonna give this, uh, company a lot of money. Like, if you're buying a car a month, you're buying a lot of, of product from them. They're making a lot of money off you. If you have to scream at them every time you come in, to me it just seems dumb to keep coming, because why would they treat you any better if you're just gonna keep handing over the Benjamins, baby? Regardless, I was just kind of like, well, that sucks. Good luck dealing with that, and skedaddled pretty quickly before they came back out of the back room. I wasn't trying to see what the fuss was about, and, uh, you know, ended up going home, going about my business, not uh, trying to fight my dad because he got me the wrong car, because, you know, I, I paid for my car. Imagine your parents giving you a car, and you throwing such a fit that they basically are forced to eat a couple thousand dollars in fees just because you didn't like how many doors it had, bro. And also imagine being such a crappy parent that your kid can bully you into eating a couple thousand dollars in fees because he doesn't like how many doors the car has. Like, honestly, no matter which way you swing it, everybody sucks in this situation, but I will say it's obvious that the apple don't far fall from the tree, you know? You screaming at car workers and people at the dealership every day probably isn't giving your son a bunch of, uh, good what is it, you know, a good example on how he should be not screaming at you. Regardless, guys, I just thought that would be a pretty good story time. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, I'd appreciate you taking a second to press the like button. Let me know in the comments section down below what you thought, and of course, subscribe if you're new. If you really want to help me out, I'll put a link to the intro song in the description along with the link to my podcast, The Scuffed Cast, or you could use code SCRUBBY at the G Fuel checkout to get a discount on G Fuel. I'd appreciate it. And last but not least, two more things I got to plug. You can check out the story times. I put them on Spotify a couple days after they're posted here. So if you want to listen to those uh, without gameplay or offline, that link's in the top of the description. Check it out. And the link in the bottom of the description is going to be a link to the merch store. It is the coolest merch to ever exist, so you should definitely get yourself some. I'd appreciate it. And uh, yeah, on that note, guys, that'll do it. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot. And hopefully I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.